Hello and welcome to Headcanon. I'm Benjamin Light. Wait, no, not shit. Ooh. Let's try that again. Ooh, how am I not myself? Who am I this time? You're apparently always Marco Sparks. Or am I never Marco Sparks? Hello and welcome to Headcanon. I'm James Taylor. And I am Marco Sparks. And we're back for our romance month. It mm-hmm. continues. It grinds on. I kind of wonder if maybe we should have done the other movie first and this one as like a closer. So <laughs> to speak. Pun intended. Uh, this also being the most romantic movie of the four. <laughs> like the sweetest. It depends on how romantic you find adultery. <laughs> the sugary sweetest. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be doing. It's, it's not even. It's not even the adultery. It's yeah. just the fucking cruelty. <laughs> so we're going to be doing closer. A film from two thousand four, starring Clive Owen, Julia Roberts, Jude Law, and Natalie Portman. I would just say a film that I walked out of seeing this the first time, and for easily ten years, maybe longer. I was like, I truly believe that's just who Jude Law and Clive Owen are. Yeah, pretty much. Like IRL, I would not be shocked if this is who they are as people. <laughs> Cause then the Jude law as like a viral marketing thing also cheated on his wife with the nanny. Or did he cheat on Sienna Miller? Wasn't that his wife? I don't know. Or maybe he got married to her too. Cause he was married to Sadie Frost for a while. I wonder if him and Ewan McGregor are still friends. Why? Is there another connection there? Oh, I'm just curious. I mean, they used to be like yeah. bros. Mm. All right. Well, uh, yeah, we're doing closer spoiler alerts as always. Uh, before we get to that, it's weird. I feel like we're recording this like only a few days after the last one, even though I think it was like five days, but mm-hmm. it feels like not much time has passed. What are you watching? Anything? Uh, I've just been watching movies that came out in theaters this weekend. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like what? Uh, Happy Death Day to You mm-hmm. and Alita Battle Angel. Yeah. None of those really landed for me. Hmm. Hmm. I, I find the praise for Happy Death Day to you kind of weird, personally. Interesting. Why? I feel like it was just way lesser than the first movie. Like, it it just never got untracked. It, it just seemed to not really be building to anything. Like, mm. at one point in the movie, it's like, we have to... <coughs> now that we spoiled the hell out of Happy Death Day to you, shall we talk yeah. about Alita? Battle Angel? Man, that was... That was another movie that, like... It's like, both those movies forgot, like, what a three-act structure is. Like Mm -hmm. Alita just keeps going in weird different directions and it never feels like it's building to anything either. Well, the problem with Alita is that she hitches her fucking star to the the boyfriend. (laughs) Again, spoilers. Like way too early. And he has a motivation. We never get one fucking sprinkle of why any of this matters to him. Um, When like the, the tertiary villain of the piece is like, you know, I'd rather rule in hell than like serve in heaven, which is like guess like the like his theme. The other kid kind of falls into that. Like he's got a pretty good system in the eco structure of like gutter punk city and what have you. And she's just like, hi, I have literally huge moony eyes for you. Do you want my heart? <laughs> yeah, there are some really really weird, like almost like the audience is like nervously but laughing type of moments in that movie where like I it, I think it's supposed to be intentional and show you like, oh Alita, like She's kind of very impressionable and naive or whatever. Like she she feels so strongly 
you know, she doesn't understand like the kind of nasty way the world works or something. Or like she's getting on her soapbox trying to recruit all those bounty hunters at one point. And there's like this like soaring music behind it. And it's like, what is this? Like, it's clear that everyone's like, shut the fuck up. So that's like the the big trailer moment. But I was very confused in the movie because she like hears herself say like, I do not stand by in the presence of evil. And then she's like, yeah, that's a good line. Hey, everyone, I do not stand by. And it's like, what, what, is this a memory? Like, were you just pep talking yourself in your it, head? It was like, why kind, did you think recruiting these fucking losers was going to work for you? Well, it's like, it's obvious when you're watching it that these characters are not buying it, but it's also not played for comedy. It's just no. kind of there to show you that like Alita doesn't understand the world or something. Yeah. Also, I just want to, I just want to be in the phone call with an agent, any actor where they're just like, it's a big sci-fi epic. You're going to wear a lot of like that kind of blue screen shit that they wrap around your body because you're a cyborg. You have a very, very small, stupid part. But maybe if there's a sequel, you'll come back like Jeff Fahey, <laughs> Dogman, <laughs> or fucking Jai Courtney. Ugh. Oh, yeah. Fucking Jai Courtney made an appearance. If I had known he was going to be in that movie, I just would have sold my ticket. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to scalp your elite of battle <laughs> <laughs> ticket. Oh, I'm not even selling this. I'm just handing it out to anyone. You, child, do you want this? Uh, why is there a bar for just bounty hunters? Like, how much money yeah. can you actually make off that? What are they drinking? What are these full body cyborgs drinking? It was just dumb. Yeah. When the when the again spoilers when the boyfriend loses his entire body minus his head, <laughs> and he's like, "I'm going to run up this giant pipe to Heaven City or whatever." I thought like. Take a moment and be freaked the fuck out that you don't have a body. Well, the when he like loses like most of his body again and he's just like falling and he's just like a torso. Like yeah. it's supposed to be tragic, but it's so funny because yeah. it's just like this weird like CGI like obviously composited head on this like robot torso like flailing yeah. around in the air with no arms or legs and it's like it's like, I shouldn't be laughing at that. This is supposed to be a serious part of the movie. I feel like this guy would have been Ryan Gosling, like if Ryan Gosling was 20 years younger and like hungry for roles. The guy is such a cheeseball, too. Like there's a bit where she's the one. Waking Wait, I, I don't I don't I'm not understanding your Ryan Gosling comparison. Why do you feel like he is? He Ryan looks Gosling? a lot like Ryan Gosling to me. Like, yeah, that's what I don't see that at all. Face wise, huh. he looks like a lot of Ryan Gosling to me. Um, but like uh, they do the thing where she's the one who's like in his window sill when he wakes up and he sleeps funny. And then I notice when he gets up, like he does the thing where he rolls up his sleeves because he's like obviously been going to the gym. That was like he wants you to see the guns. It's like the cheesecake shot. Yeah, it's like we have yeah, to like, get like, that the, in there. Like the, like the beefcake Fonzie, like uh, greaser roll up. Uh, <laughs> yikes. But like, you know, it's like the the adult perspective on Little Mermaid. Take a moment and marvel at the fact that you have legs and a vagina now <laughs> before you run off and do the next crazy ass thing. The fucking roller derby was so uninteresting. Yeah, that's just what a blah movie. And am I crazy? Did until the very end, did the Edward Norton character not look like James Cameron of goggles? I didn't notice it to be honest. He was it's so frequent or infrequently in there that it's just like flashing, you'll miss it. Like I knew that like James Cameron's been like working on this movie for twenty years, and I was just like, How fucking meta that he put himself in as the villain. I mean, it kind of makes sense that he handed it off to someone else. Yeah. I just I don't uh, think the source material is there. No, I mean, and I don't, I mean, I don't even know if like manga, for all we know, this is exactly the plot of this thing. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I don't uh, know. Um, let's see. 
what have I been watching besides that? Um, so I, I, I tried three episodes of the Umbrella Academy. Have you watched any of that on Netflix? No, I mean I had I had read the comic, but I haven't watched the show. It's a Netflix show. I don't mm. know. It's it's like what if Wes Anderson made an X Men TV show, but it sucked. Basically, mm. how I describe it: it's too long, characters are boring. Ellen so, Page um, saddled with like a just stupid love interest plotline. That's that's new. Is she? We're in spoiler territory, right? I only watched the first three episodes. She's Vanya number seven, the one that's the vin- powers. Is she villainous? No. Oh, stay tuned. Okay. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It seems like they're, they've changed a lot. Is there like all stuff of uh, Kennedy at the beginning? John F. Kennedy? No. Okay. Are there the two assassins with the big dumb helmets? Yeah. Dumb- yeah. Okay. It's like, it just feels like some sort of weird reject from the mid nineties. Like, Oh, we're, we're doing quirky assassins again. Mm. Uh, last question. Is the one guy like, got like a monkey body, not the actual talking monkey. Yeah. Butler. It's got like, it's, so it's really weird. It's, it's, um, Dick on from, uh, from game of Thrones is the actor who's playing him. You remember that guy? Uh, I thought it was uh, Dick on Tarly. Dick on Tarly. Is this real I name? Am I have no idea actually... whether or not he's friends with Keegan Allen. Um, Are you just funning me to Google Dick on Tarly? Yeah, yeah. Name. This guy is this guy is friends of Keegan Allen. You need to start following the Keekster again. I don't think I do. No, um, you don't. But like uh, they uh, they drive past the billboard for Umbrella Academy, and Keegan like fanboys over his bro. Yeah. So this guy. It, it, he's like wearing like this weird muscle suit the whole time, or it's like George Michael, like you know, where he like refuses to take the muscle suit off, and so I it just body, so it looks really goofy, and then eventually it's like it's revealed why he looks like that, and it's, I don't know, it, it's not a good effect at all. Mm. Anyway, it's a boring show. Okay, the end. This is gonna be a fun episode. Mm-hmm. What are you listening to? Uh, all over the place a little bit because of this movie. I realized that I had more Damien Rice songs in my iTunes than I forgot mm. that I had. Um, listened to a little bit of an artist named Maggie Rogers, and then I had just downloaded the new Broken Social Scene EP. So I was listening to that a little bit today. I listened to like the previews on iTunes. I wasn't impressed. Mm. Yeah. I feel like they've alienated all their... Uh... They're singers at this point, so they, they can only sing them themselves. That's just my so guess. I don't know. Just Kevin Drew and the other guy? Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, what am I listening to? Um, Red by Taylor Swift. It's, uh, it's rewrite time, so back back to that album. Mm. Uh, I have not been able to really read at all because I've been busy. I, I would be reading The Elizas. Uh, have you finished that? Moved to anything else? Yeah, I've started reading The Amateurs. Mm. I'm about, I don't know, fourth of the way through that. It's a very teen book. Oh, yeah. It, um, the, the, the glue isn't as adhesive as even like The Perfectionist to me so far. Mm. Like I just don't buy any of these characters being together in this situation. How many main characters are there? It's wishy-washy. It's like seemingly four. Mm-hmm. But like, there's a couple. It's like, are these these characters just gonna cling? Uh, so like, it doesn't really make sense that they're together. It's a little, I don't know. It's a little over the place. It's a little ridiculous. It's a very strange meet cute involving the internet. And the two main characters are named uh, 
Seneca and Maddox. And I, it's just hard to mm-hmm. read that page yeah. after page. All right. Well, I'm I looking forward to getting back to the good girls, though. Oh, yeah. That's coming soon, too. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, let's get into closer. Yeah, cool. Do you wanna do you wanna go first since you're uh, you're feeling it? Am I feeling it? I guess I can go first. Okay. Um, you know, I normally don't like watching really awkward scenes in movies. Like, I kind of just like I don't know the the cringe factor is high, but the writing in this movie and the acting is so good that I really can't look away. It's just too compelling. Um, and this movie just gets dark. Uh, I think we said that like we talked about Eternal Sunshine, kind of like showing you the nasty side of things. It's like stand back. We're getting Hold really nasty. Yeah, I mean, it, it opens the boudoir and shows us all the nasty shit that people might say to each other and can never take back in a relationship when it's failing. Um, I guess it's therapeutic in a way to watch other couples just live this out. It's like seeing the worst case scenarios possible happen. Um, I don't know. It's like you feel like you're you're prepared for anything after this. I think like Gone Girl was like a marriage movie, and Eternal Sunshine is about love. Closer is like the adultery movie so far in this month. And, well, I'm glad you found it therapeutic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, is that that's it? The summation. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, again, a sugary sweet rom com about how a young Dumbledore is a fuck boy. Um, as far as opening images what, of the movie, why go, are you, you can, calling it sugar sweet? I'm curious. I'm maybe just funning. Okay, just funning around here. Uh, as far as opening images of the movie go, you can do a hell of a lot worse than the sight of Natalie Portman walking towards you in slow motion. But I think the line that they use, or the line from the song that they use in the movie, "I can't take my eyes off of you," is is so indicative of this movie. Like, so there's a cringe factor. Um, Part of me loves this movie, and you know why? It's because it's making me work for it. Uh, I don't know. It's just dark. It's uh, it's fitting that the the director of Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. It gets under your skin. It's savage in like certain matters of the heart about way you can be hurt and hurt people in return. Um, and just a fascinating set of two-handers. I mean, obviously, it's it's based on a play, and it feels that way in, in the best ways possible. And uh, like you, like you and I talked about last time, I think I've only watched this all the way through, maybe two times, maybe three times. But I've rewatched certain scenes a lot over the years, and just watching as a whole, it's it's a it's a pill to swallow. I don't know if it's good or bad, but um, yeah, yeah, this is a movie that Peanut used to put on sometimes when she felt like being depressed. Cool, um, it'll get you there. Yeah, it'll get you there. Oh, Mike Nichols is dead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Last In movie, his face, huh? Last movie was Charlie Wilson's War. I've never seen that. I have it. I've never seen it either. It's uh, Tom Hanks and like uh, Sorkin, right? Uh, uh, PSH is in it. I'm not sure about the other two. Maybe. Yeah, I think Aaron Sorkin wrote it. Is what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah, yeah Julia Roberts is in that as well. Hmm. All right. I've seen like half of Mike Nichols' movies, mm-hmm. and that's fine. <laughs> yeah, cool. Do you have a lot of top moments? Do you have like just an abundance of top moments? I've got five. I don't know. I, I'm worried this will be a short podcast because I feel like once we get through with our top moments, like what will be left to talk about? You know, <laughs> but mm-hmm. we'll see. Yeah. Uh, how many do you have? I have five as well. Okay. Well, why don't you go first? 
Uh, my number five is um, a timeless scene of two men cybering in 2004 on a website called London Sex Anon. Wow. Uh, like, Jude Law should really be working on Chapter 7 over there. And just, my God, the grammar of just, like, internet communication at that at that point in time. Uh, these two guys, I don't know. Clive Owen is just great in this scene. Like, just every little, little facial expression as this ridiculous exaggerated version of a woman on the internet who's interested in sex responds to him and when he he gets up and goes and like shuts the office door and locks it and then like when it's about to get real naughty he's like oh yeah that's right my office has me like with my back to a ginormous window why don't i uh, close the blinds before i whip out my apparently uh nine inch dick nine, nine pound yeah nine pound dick <laughs> uh you uh, so my number two honorable mention. Now I did some research. Apparently this quote is actually from this movie. I kind of don't believe it. Um, oh, I agree. I, I, I feel like it's like a Marlene Dietrich line. I, it feels like something like Gloria Steinem said or something, but yeah, uh, lines, the most fun a girl can have without taking her clothes off, but it's better if you do. That is a fantastic line. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It, maybe it's just one of those internet things where it's like, there's, the Google foo, you know, is wrong and, and it just keeps turning up like closer and panic at the disco lyrics or something. But I, I cannot believe this movie came up with that line. If it did, that's amazing. Cause that's a great line. Yeah. So basically I was stripping. No, but that's that line in particular is my okay. honorable mention. Yeah. It bothers me that there's a whole generation that would like discover this movie tangentially through panic at the disco. <laughs> They seem to do that a lot. They're like weird, like, I don't know, film nerds or something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, also in their like cover of slow motion and just they would take things and repurpose them. Same as like a lot. There's a whole group of found Eternal Sunshine through Circus Survive, which became hilarious to me when I think Toby later made a Circus Survive mix for Emily. Yeah. Wow. I'm a geek. Um, And number four is Alice's speech. Where is this love? I can't see it. I can't touch it. I can't feel it. I can hear it. I can hear some words, but I can't do anything with your easy words. Oh, mm-hmm. Nelly. So good. Uh, my honorable mention number one is when Anna takes Alice's photo when she's crying after mm-hmm. Alice reveals that she wasn't really in the bathroom. She just got the sense. So she went and listened in and found out that uh, they had kissed. She's like, shut up and take the photo. She's like, by the way, I was not actually in the bathroom for 22 seconds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are you thinking? Uh, my top moment number three is uh, because I'm a fucking caveman. I mean, it's the entire sequence. It's the the Julia Roberts, Clive Owen. He comes home from his business trip for the first time to his wife, and she has something to tell him, and he has something to tell her, and all of that. What does it taste like? It tastes like you, but sweeter. Um, this is almost a fucking like short play of its own, you know, just all of the little bits of cruelty revealing their characters. And she's talking about the sex style differences between uh, Clive Owen and Jude law. And he's like, treat you like a whore. Do I, I wonder why that is. It's so like just fucked up and brutal. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's on my list, but higher. Uh, where are we at? Number three. Um, just you kind of talked about the second half of this, but when Jude Law comes back from deciding not to get a cigarette, and and uh, Natalie Portman's just lying there on the bed, and she just says, "I don't love you anymore." Yeah, 
Uh, and he's just like, what? Because she's that's kind of been set up earlier, how she just, you know, she stops loving someone. She knows it. And it's like, boom, she's done. Mm-hmm. And then he just starts begging and pleading. But it's too late, you asshole. Begging and pleading it both ways, though. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it, there are little bits you could you could dive into in some of the motivations here if, if you wanted to. I don't know if you want to. Uh, number two is the lying is the most fun a girl can have about taking her clothes off. Uh, there's so many great lines in this scene. I mean, you get distracted because on paper it's a scene of Natalie Portman doing her job as a stripper and on cinema, you know, it's in cellulite, it's the same thing. Um, but it's, it's, she's so fascinating in this scene because, you know, he talks about her like wearing her armor and to a certain extent she is, but she's also not throughout. Like it's the first time she tells somebody in the film her her real name. I mean, it's like she's herself and it's, She's not sharing certain things as protection, but she's getting at the heart of the film, which is the honesty. Um, I guess my one wish, though it is somewhat thematic, is that half of the scene wouldn't take place under the specter of smack my bitch up. Because <laughs> uh, I don't ever need to hear that again. But like, I guess it's kind of fitting for later in the movie. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Uh, my number two, I wonder if this is on your list anywhere is uh, when Larry reveals to Dan that he fucked Alice after that mm. that conversation there, which is a great conversation in general. But then he's just like, oh, by the way, I fucked Alice. It's just such a, such a fuck you to him. And like, he, he's so completely destroyed Jude Law by the end of that scene. <laughs> I lied. I wasn't big enough to forgive you. Um, <laughs> I wonder if you wonder. Yeah, my number one is the entire sequence of Larry and Dan meeting at Larry's office. Mm-hmm. First of all, guys named Dan. Um, but just it is so it's this is the other like you could just pull it out into a play all of its own because I don't even know if you need to know a lot of the rest of the story. If you just watch that scene, you get a an interesting story in itself and you get their whole philosophies and who they are as people back and forth. Fuck you, you liar, you writer. Um, and Clive Owen is like like one of the him and, and Natalie Portman are like the other two. It seems like throughout the movie, but really they're the core of this movie. Even as I think the battle between Clive Owen and Jude Law is the instigator for so much of the rest of the story. So where's the apology, ya cunt? <laughs> Clive Owen is amazing in this movie. Yeah, he is. I mean, his entire like career that that people listen to this knowing him, I think, is based on the back of this movie, right? I mean, he'd done some movies before this, but for the most part, we all know Clive Owen because he did this movie. Yeah, he yeah. was the kind of most. They were the least known actor in this movie, I think, at the time, and it was the most connection to the play. Which I mean, like, hey, a lot of fans of Croupier out there. I don't think so. Yeah. All right, What's your number so one? my number one, right? Um, so you already mentioned just the uh, the scene between Larry and Anna because I'm a fucking caveman. Um, that whole scene, I almost feel like maybe we should act it out later. We'll see, but uh, Ooh, juicy, yeah. Although I can you want to only... do that one and the uh, the office the uh, medical office scene. I don't know. I, I would need to go to a different site because IMDb only seems to have little snippets here and there. Yeah, it's depressing. Yeah, but um, yeah, you know what does it taste like? It tastes like you, but sweeter. Um, it's just, it's like, wow, I can't believe they're saying this to each other. Basically, you know, mm-hmm. um, he is so monstrous in, well, almost being polite at the same time. And the way he's just calmly asking her all these questions, you know, 
the back and forth, the uh, when she's explaining the timeline, yeah. and he's just like, "Wow, you're brilliant." He's like, like it's, it's like he's a uh, he's like curious. He's like you know, just just a scientist who's investigating something, and he wants to understand it. But at the same time, he's like so full of anger. You know? Yeah, like imagine you've just woken up as somebody's doing surgery on your heart, and mm-hmm. you're just like, "You're such a craftsman. How are you doing this?" <laughs> I know I'll be dead when this is over, but I'm just so fascinated by the process. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's jump into this movie for as long as that'll take us. <laughs> well, do you have any complaints? Huh. I wouldn't know where to begin. With complaints? Yeah, if I had any. Okay. I don't know. It's it's a, it's a complete document to me. Like, I guess I've lived with this movie so often every once in a while i have questions about the timeline and then i realize oh no it it, works, it checks out mm-hmm. i have I don't know, do you i have one complaint yeah okay. which is that the like computer speak that they're chatting in Oof. that that to me stands out like everything else in the movie is solid that that like i think at one point he says tomorrow the letter two and then m-o-r-o it's like nobody types types like that at all like not even in the battle days of the internet nobody types like that it just started, seems like they're trying too hard to like be like computery. I started screen capping the chats because they're hilarious. Like, hello, hi, how, letter R, letter U, okay, lowercase, like, okay. Mm-hmm. Come here often, C-U-M, first yeah. time, one S-T. A virgin, welcome. What's your name? Which is like W-O-T-S-Y-R. I was like, good God. Yeah. <laughs> That's why you're a doctor, sir. That's my only complaint. It, that's the thing that stands out to me is like inauthentic. Everything else feels right. I don't. I don't know. I know there was a whole revolution to like hack grammar in the early days of internet like like speak, social yeah. communication. Yeah, and I guess I was always like counter to like whatever limited grasp of grammar I have, spelling out words and what have you. Like it matters so much more. <laughs> um, so I don't know. This doesn't ring true to me though. Like. Come here often, C-U-M, you should be in jail for that. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay. That's a that's a fair complaint. And I, I, that's really it. Everything else, it it's so much of a piece. Like, how could you change anything else? I think that just if you change the text to be a little more, like, readable, it wouldn't change the, the movie in any way, I don't think, except make it better, you know? Like, I, mean, I think that's just... Yeah, I'm sorry. Continue. I was going to say, like, it's not like it's altering the the thrust of that scene at all, you know? Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I was saying in general, I think the movie, it's like good plays. There's such a confidence. It is such a full thing. Even when I wouldn't agree if a scene, like, it's like, obviously, the the author, there's a purpose to this. It's all built into this this puzzle to work out a certain way. Um, yeah. I mean. Can I just say this movie flies? It's like an hour and 40 minutes. It zooms right by. It's just a mm. bunch of like these two hander conversations that never drag. They're, they're so snappy and interesting. Um, yeah, it's, it's great. Every single scene. I guess my only, my only other complaint, I mean, structurally, I really like it. I think like you, know, if you start and end with Alice walking um, like where Larry makes an appearance, like the number of scenes in is like where you last see Larry, the number of scenes out, stuff like that. Um, some of the transitions from time, like are just 
straight scene transitions and sometimes it'll kind of just like fade to white briefly. Mm-hmm. And I, so every once in a while, I don't know, maybe it's intentionally meant to be jarring. I kind of wonder yeah. if like the, the fade to whites or the act breaks from the play. Mm. Cause the, the story from the play is slightly different in places, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which I, I made a few notes of. I don't care. know if you're, you're interested. Um, but as a, as an a- adaptation, it, it works quite strong. This would be very weird as a play, just with the transitions of things. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I used to really enjoy watching these movies of like marital destruction or relationships. Cause I always, you know, I enjoyed really why <laughs> I don't know. I just, I enjoyed thrillers that didn't involve. You're just like, give me, give me that Jason Patrick adultery movie. Well, I was, I was just going to say, you know, as much as I enjoyed, um, before sunset, I enjoyed Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. I, you know, I would seek out some of these movies. Unfortunately, I have seen Your Friends and Neighbors. Uh, and Closer is the much more polished, nicer version with better actors. <laughs> do, you, um, do you think Natalie Portman's wearing a wig here at the beginning with the red hair? Yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah, probably. It's a little, it's a little poofy. Well, it just looks like the, there's some hair underneath it, yeah. The differing hairstyles over time. I'm assuming that it's like a wig or a weave at the end. Oh, yeah. It's probably just extensions or something. Where is she in the V for Vendetta hair chronicles of Natalie Portman? I wonder. Uh, so V for Vendetta was not. This is 2004. V for Vendetta, I think, is like 2005 or six. Okay. So, yeah. She still had to. Uh, well, I this was probably filmed after episode three. I don't know. Or somewhere right around there. Because I just remember, you know, when she was growing her hair back out, I was kind of mm-hmm. wondering. But uh, it's fascinating that this is the same year as Eternal Sunshine. <laughs> yeah. Good year for romance. This is a good double bill. Romance. Um, Jula looks a little bit like P.T. Anderson to me at the beginning of this movie. He has an interesting look in this. It's a little. He allows himself to look a little scruffier, I feel like, than he normally yeah. does. Not, not too scruffy. Of, He's still a pretty boy, but not, I don't know, as slick as he could be. Like, even like his Dumbledore is like much like smoother looking than him here. Yeah, yeah. But like also like bookish mm-hmm. and, and nerdy in places. Yeah. I mean, he looks, it looks his roughest when he's like cybering <laughs> with Larry. He's just like got like his like logger and he's just like scratching his balls and mm. like writing like take out your big cock, big boy. Um, man, if I ever get hit by a car and survive. I hope I can be so sexy and seductive as Natalie Portman afterwards. Hello, stranger. Hello, stranger. Yeah. Uh, um, Natalie. I mean, I, I feel like we just take it as red, but obviously we both had huge crushes on Natalie Portman back in the day. Uh huh. I mean, she's essentially both our age. We've grown up together. She she is she, she was is in the prequels. Age. Yeah. She is my age. She is um, in the movie. She's one year older than me. No, she's like uh like like twenty days younger than you. Ooh. Mm-hmm. So you're telling me I've got a chance. <laughs> um also my kind of girl, dude takes her to the hospital after she's been hit by a car. She immediately starts going through his shit. I like how he starts to watch. He's yeah. just like, hmm, this is interesting. Also, he's got like a fish sandwich. What the fuck? Yeah. yeah. Mm. I kept thinking, like, are you saying it's tuna? I think it's supposed to be tuna. Maybe. Cause Otherwise, 
the fuck are you eating? Like, I, it's not like you're carrying around a fish fillet all day. I, I don't think fish sandwiches should be wrapped up. I think if you're going to eat it right then and there, that's fine. But you don't take that with you anywhere. I don't know how well fish travels. Yeah. It's in foil, too. Yeah. Um, she doesn't eat fish because fish piss in the sea. Mm-hmm. Um, she eat his apple, though. Ooh. Can you say that one more time, but slower? <laughs> like Eve, she'll eat his apple. Now make eye contact with me when you say it so we, I can finish. Um, <laughs> he's like getting turned on by her legs at which point, which are covered in blood. I thought of you. Oh, I, I thought of myself. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> this could be a very long Also, <laughs> it's weird that this is also, because she, she has a hospital scene with uh, Zach Braff and, and what's it called, Garden State as well. So... <laughs> I don't know. It's it's like a weird parallel here. Oh, I'm sorry. I meant to text you. I thought of this like one minute before we started recording. Mm-hmm. Do you want to try to recast this in a modern way at the end? Oh, gosh. I guess we could try. Yeah. I, so I, I forgot to mention this. Yeah. I mean, personally, I feel like Clive Owens, Clive Owens' role is unrecastable, but I don't know. Mm. I'll try to think of something. <laughs> we'll just bring him back as a 50 plus year old man. <laughs> Um, it'll be really funny when he's like doing these same scenes of Lana Condor in my, uh, my dreams. Um, <laughs> I guess in the play, Larry comes in briefly and inspects her leg and then like disappears. Hmm. Oh, yeah, and she ends yeah, up yeah. with a scar in the shape of a question mark. Oh, how nice. Which is cute, but also like a little cheesy. <laughs> I like how she's he or She smokes and he quit and he refuses a cigarette. But then later on he smokes again and she quit. Um, so, I, it's just like such as the power of Alice that uh, she will change Jude Law, but he, you know, he, he's weaker, basically. <laughs> well, but so smoking throughout the movie seems to be kind of a metaphor for giving in to your nature or your your animal vices. Uh, somewhat. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, a, it's a sign of weakness. I guess. Back forth. Yeah. Like, they all have poor impulse control. But even, like, Larry's just like, you're not supposed to smoke. I'm a doctor. I have to say that. And he's he's smoking later. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I, was, I, I, was, I, don't, I don't really care for the crusts on the sandwiches. But they're gross. But they are also, as I understand or I've been told, uh, loaded in nutrients. But I think your parents just tell you that because they're not going to cut them off. I don't know. That wasn't my parents who told me. I feel that. like it's like an old wise tale or something like that. Like, I remember my parents and my sister told me not to uh eat rock cookie dough because you'll get worms and that that sounded legit at the time when i was like five this is a pill <laughs> world uh but anyways this, this is a hell of a meet cute yeah sure almost uh dying because you got hit by a car yeah mm-hmm. yeah um so like he's he's so obsessed with realizing that he had come to this courtyard at postman's park or whatever 20 years ago when his mom died, that he doesn't see that she's off, like creating a whole persona based on a plaque on the wall. I love it. Oh, so how long do you go? Like he hasn't asked her her name yet. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like he's asked her. It's prior. Not, not until they're about to leave. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't, he's an asked her this entire time. Like when there are forms to be filled out of the doctors. I don't know. It's, it's British healthcare. I don't know how that works. Yeah. Uh, he is an obituary writer. Oh, the euphemisms. Some uh, playful 2004 homophobia. It's convivial, yeah. Yeah. Um, she was She's disarming. disarming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's not a euphemism. Yes, it um, is. The play has one for him. I don't know if it comes up in the movie. I don't remember now. Do you remember if he has one in the movie? 
Oh, I can't recall one. It's kind of funny. It's reserved. Reserved. <laughs> Isn't that kind of funny when you know this character? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think this character is like, I don't think I realized until Roy's watch. He is the villain of the piece. Really? Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And scene two. How? Scene two, Jude Law is is the, the cause, the author of all their pain. Mm, okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so he's. Asking you didn't notice the first time you watched that he was a bad guy. I knew he was a bad guy, but as they all kind of got into it, I thought, okay, well, they're all they're all brutal players, you know. Like, is what is the line? There's like the snow fights clean or whatever. I guess. Um, I mean, I think Alice Dex definitely gets off the cleanest of all of them. Sure. Well, she doesn't really sacrifice her code of conduct, mm-hmm. her rules of engagement. Um. I don't want to talk about this entire thing as in military terms. Um, yeah, like so he's asking all these questions about her love life, her philosophy of love. And I was just taken by how young she is to be like a veteran of matters of the heart. <laughs> like she has a whole philosophy about like when you leave people. I and mean, what are you how old do you think she's supposed to be here? Like twenty two or something? Well, we know how old she is. Oh, we, we do. See, we see her passport. Oh yeah, you know I wasn't paying attention to her age. She's born in eighty, so that she would be. Well, I guess what time does this take place in? She would, if it was concurrent, she would be twenty-four in this scene, I guess. Yeah, if this scene takes place in two thousand four, point, mm. or if the other scenes take. Well, I hope this scene she takes could, place in two thousand four, because otherwise she's eighteen. Well, she could be it's twenty, like right? Years. It's four years, so she could be twenty, maybe, and going up to twenty-four. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. Um. But yeah, she's obviously very young. I like how she does the move where she like takes his glasses off and like is cleaning them and like adjusting his collar. Like she already has him at that point. Oh, for sure. I just don't know quite what the draw is for her. I don't know why she's attracted is, to him. It is Jude Law, you know. <laughs> he's a writer, even though he's an obituarist. That I don't know. He he sells it in an interesting way. Like because mm. I mean, you could really sell that poorly, but he makes it sound uh, I don't know erudite. Uh, he's cute about the bleakness of his job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, this is a job that's going literally nowhere. Um, he does, so he, he does the move where he's like going to walk away and then he just kind of does a little circle around. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he talks about Ruth, his girlfriend, the linguist. Yeah. That's that's where they end it. Like, <laughs> do you have a girlfriend? He's like, yep. Yeah. I don't know. That's that all, uh, you know, one's a cheater all's a cheater thing i feel like Mm. so we jump forward in time to him getting his author photo done by julia roberts uh so enough time has passed that he's been so inspired by alice he's written a book about her past i wonder if it's Uh, also in the play that like both the women are american for some reason that's a very interesting detail (laughs) yeah i don't think so but yeah it's a very interesting detail um meeting the best and worst of british men (laughs) Um, so his book is apparently all about sex and love. Would it be considered obscene? It's also based on her, her life. Uh, the title of the book is ostinato. <laughs> no, um, I guess it's not titled yet, or it's like a working title of whatever Anna played by Julie Roberts has read. Cause like she will suggest that it should be called the aquarium, which they'll then release it as the aquarium. He's just so oily. He's like clear these just stolen Alice's life because he, he has nothing interesting to say himself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, I mean, you definitely get the feeling that it's just like a book with a lot of fucking in it. Yeah. 
Oh, he even says there, like his pickup line is, so you like the filth. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, so she suggests the title, The Aquarium, to which he responds, so you like the filth, <laughs> which makes me think, what the fuck is this book about? Yeah, but like he's he's carrying, he's just eating from the dead here. Um, well, he's immediately hitting on her. Eventually, he just does the move where he's just like, come over here, and he just stares at her. And she does, because I, I think beautiful Anna's character in this, she really has a hard time saying no. It seems to be kind of her trait. Like, she can be kind of talked or guilted into anything. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's a, a fallout from the victimization she's previously suffered. Because we know she's separated. From yeah, the yeah she, she, she had some other husband before this starts, yeah. Yeah, so he's kissing this woman who's been paid to do a job. And I guess she seems like she's into it. But at one point he kisses Julia Roberts like he's going to like suck the soul out of the back of her throat. <laughs> like he tilts his head back. It's like a big open mouth. Um, and then this 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 exchange. Do you have any children? No. Do you want some? Ugh. This guy's got a lot of jam. So Julia Roberts at one point says men are crap and she's not wrong. Do you remember the like uh, tagline for this movie? Like the trailer line? Uh, no. It was something like, those who fall in love at first sight never stop looking. Ooh, interesting. Which interesting. I, I think at least sums up Jude Law's character very well. There's some, uh, there's some, I remember there's some lines from the trailer that aren't in the movie. Um, when uh, Anna asked Dan at one point, like, why did you swear eternal love and all you want was excitement? Love bores you. And he's like, no, it disappoints me. <laughs> he seems real disappointed. Um, he's just pure garbage. Uh, he's like, Alice shows up. She goes to the bathroom. Again, nobody who's legitimately using the bathroom is in there for 17 and a half seconds. And he's like just begging Julia Roberts to see him. I don't think he's had enough time to become infatuated with her. He's just like a sex addict, right? Yeah, I mean, I think it's, I don't know, his sex is like writing real, but it's like, it's like he is someone who always needs to be conquering something, you know, he's always looking for the next thing. But I think it's, it's this idea of this guy who's like, he's got a book, he's written words, Mm -hmm. it's he like, he's somehow important, like he has taste. He needs to prove to himself that like he can nail the photographer. Yeah. Because he's, Yeah. And and yeah. I think he has a line later about like why he couldn't stay with Alice, and he said it's because she doesn't need me. That's why that's why he wants to be with Anna. Yeah, what, yeah. Alice, she doesn't need him. Um, but maybe she does because because Anna's not reacting very well to the things in her life. Um, so yeah, Alice of course heard heard them in the bathroom. Dan I like how, and she it was a setup from the start. Like she was like. He just had a look about him and like she already knew and she just needed yeah. confirmation. Yeah. And again, she's she's a keen observationist, whatever her, her veterans of the heart are. Mm-hmm. Um, the downside of, of photography, I think, is having people like this in your house. This is your home studio. My God, this is this would be unbearable to me. Um, but I love the moment of, of Alice making Anna take her picture, like seeing how much she hurt her, like how strong she is and making her fucking keep that picture. Yeah. You take that picture. Well, and and kind of playing it out where like, first it's like, just like the normal thing where they're talking to each other and she really lets it go on for a couple minutes before she's like, by the way, I heard all that. And then mm-hmm. she's crying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I guess when production started, uh, Natalie Portman got Julie Roberts uh, necklace that said <laughs> cunt on it. 
And she's like, uh, yes, it's for the dialogue we're doing. That's right. Yeah. Well, then at the end, uh, Julia Roberts got her a necklace in return that said something else. Yeah. said a little uh, cunt. Yeah, a little cunt. Uh, yeah, so Julia should be writing, should be revising, should be something. Uh, and he's taking time to to do some uh, sexing online with Clive Owen. At one point, he just types, I love cock. Yeah, I mean, Clive oh, Owen God. is obviously just horny here. Jude Law's, what he's doing is a little more twisted. He's like enacting this fantasy, but also kind of like s- setting someone up. It's it's like mm-hmm. partly a game for him. He's going to. He's like prostituting her, essentially. Oh, yeah, because he knows that Anna goes to the aquarium. So he's going to set that up. But he's also setting this guy up, too. You know, it's like he's catfishing him. Just for fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, if TV moves to tell me anything, though, doctors are horny maniacs who probably can't wash their hands enough. Mm-hmm. He has just, just touched his dick. And like now he's going to go do some medical the stuff. The Sultan of Twat. Yeah. Um, at one point, Jula actually types, sit on my face, fuck boy. <laughs> and thus the vernacular was born. Yeah. Um, hey, Big, is this actually the etymology of fuck boy? I have no idea. No, okay. Know. I mean, it's to me, it's like so obvious that these are both men typing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, hey, Big Larry, what do you yank about? Ex-girlfriends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my God. He's like, like Larry's fantasy where all of his exes tie him up in a hotel room. Won't let him come. He's just edging as they fight over, he, as he puts it, his dick balls and perineum. Mm-hmm. It's very like raw. It's uh, so you like the fill, huh? It's a couple of filthy dudes. Yeah. Um, is, which I'm glad we can't relate to that. Um, anyway, it's, it's, then it's just like close with these guys. Yeah. So then Larry goes to the aquarium because he thinks he's going to meet Anna, which like, I I don't know, early days of the Internet. Like, I feel like in 96, you might have thought that by 2004. It's like, there's no way that's real. I don't think these guys really know what they're doing. I don't think Larry's like <laughs> well versed <laughs> in the reality. Yeah, he's of the a doctor. He's not a genius. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's got a real nuts energy. Like when he shows up and like finds her at the aquarium, he's oh, like, I'm Harry, the doctor, call me the Sultan. Yeah. And it's at no point, like it takes him way too long to be like, Oh, you don't know who I am. He says, why do I suddenly feel like a pervert? <laughs> uh, and so Clive Owen had played Dan in the play. At yeah. one point. That's wild. Um, he gets her so a little get, dolphin uh, balloon. Yeah, because it's her birthday. Mm-hmm. Also, extra fucked up, Jude Law. I don't know if Jude Law knows that it's her birthday, but sending this guy to her. I, I think this might be one of the only movies I like Julia Robertson. Interesting. I, I like. I'm not normally a fan of her. I don't know. Maybe it's just the character she picks. Let me ask you a question: Do you like this movie and she is in it, or do you like her in this movie? I like her performance in it. Okay. I like. I don't know if any of these people got nominated i feel like they should have been like these are all mm-hmm. great like performances here mm-hmm. yeah larry's an animal he says we were fish before we were apes tying back into <laughs> he's, savage. Things about yeah. fish. Um, he's very keen on some anonymous sex uh he has to go do surgery right afterwards though so again i'm afraid of all doctors now also what kind of surgeries do dermatologists do do they do like skin know, like cancer mole, surgery like mole removal type stuff he's got a surgery don't you just like ice it up and like hack it off? I don't know. I mean, it maybe goes deeper when he has to. Does anybody know about skin? Let us know. Don't let us know. Um, yeah, Clavon, he takes it pretty well that he's been like totally catfished. I well, like he, that he, uh, he, he makes, you know, 
lemonade out of the lemons he's been given there. Yeah, he does. He also looks I like think- Clive Owens. I'm sure that helps. Yeah. Um, well, like not just not just that you're you're implying that he's what like a good looking guy, so it goes over well. But I think he he rolls with it very mm-hmm. well too. I'm just um, saying. I, I think it's there's the rolling with it, and then there's also the the looking like Clive Owen part. I think you need both parts. Hmm. Mm. If this was Clint Howard, I don't think it rolls as well. Oh, now we have a movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now we have a fucking movie. Um, I like that she can guess pretty easily that it's Jude Law. Yeah, yeah, she like knows immediately. Because isn't at one point like talking about like how he's been like stalking her. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to that a little bit later. Um, this next scene, I don't know if we need to go through every scene, but uh, Natalie Portman and, and Jude Law again, Alice and Dan, they're getting ready to go to Anna's showing. I mean, it's, I don't know, a year later her, or something. Her or? show is called Strangers. Mm-hmm. Her, her installation or whatever with all her portraits of weird looking people. Oh, that's what Jude Law's character in the chat got off on with strangers. Mm-hmm. He's shaving. She like is begging him like because he's got like some work trip he's going to go to after this thing. And she's like begging no, him not no. to go. He's going to go grieve because his father just died. Oh, is that what he's saying? Yeah. Really? I didn't even catch yeah. that. Yeah, it also comes up a little bit later. It's reinforced. Mm. Basically, his dad has just died, so he needs some time away to think and to be a naughty boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, time away to fuck. Mm-hmm. Are they... So this is where it starts, the affair, right? After this, yeah. 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 Which, what a what a power move, using that photo of her crying in the installation. Mm-hmm. Oh, but I mean, again, calling the work strangers is mm-hmm. like a wink, you know? all of like these two these i mean it's it's kind of fascinating the way people hold on to things i mean part of it is like somebody's had like a essentially i don't know a crush an infatuation on another person they haven't talked to like in a year and a half can you even imagine like like sending little messages out like taking ownership of a story but like you're also hoping that this person will see it and mm-hmm. i don't know you don't have an effect on them uh so then you get like the is this the only time you get all four characters in one room more or less yeah i mean it's like a big gallery room is this the part with the back and forth about toad and frog i think between clive owen yeah yeah i like that toad frog toad frog clive owen's very good at like these like snappy kind of like you know biting retorts yeah he the wordplay is is, uh, like it doesn't seem like it'd be a specialty for him but it is and he's very comedic just even with the i always thought it was vulgar to talk about the work at the opening of the work but somebody's (laughs) got to do it um, and Alice has a good point. You know, the people in the photographs are sad, but the pictures make us think better of the world. Everything's a lie. Um, it's all a bunch of bullshit. What's his line? We've been dating for four months. We're in the first flush. It's paradise. All my nasty habits amuse her. <laughs> <laughs> so they, then they reveal that they all know of each other. Like, uh, Alice, you know, points out Jude Law. Like, meanwhile, Jude Law is talking with Julia Roberts, pointing out, like, Clive Owen. Mm-hmm. Um, they all have inside jokes about each other. Um, Clive Owen's not incorrect. Jude Law is a stringy fucker. <laughs> They're, like, watching each other talk. I mean, it's it's fascinating master class of this weird shit. They're, but like, it's also a human, human sex aquarium here. I mean, there's, there is that tension through the whole thing that each mm-hmm. is, you know, like, looking at the other and wondering you know, is something going on there? 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, the the look on Jula's face when he realizes that this is Larry who he sent to her at the mm-hmm. aquarium and it's stuck. And then meanwhile, when they're looking at it, when their other two are looking at them and Larry's like, oh, he's very pretty. And she's like, she's very tall, which I always love when people use that, that concept <laughs> backhanded uh, compliment. I didn't think it was backhanded. Well, it was fronthanded. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, also when they're getting ready to leave LOL at the dude looks like he's like trying to urgently say something that Jude Law and Alice is like we are leaving (laughs) a little details fascinate me in this movie now when I watch it but just like this guy is like having like a deep conversation with Jude Law and she's just like we are leaving yeah and then they go he puts her in a cab and he's like flags his own cab down and then nope he's not getting in that cab he's going back inside Cab driver's like, why don't you make up your bleeding mind? Uh, yeah, going back to talk to her while her boyfriend is on the premises. I like the shots of Faulty. it's like you're behind someone who's talking to Clive Owen, and you just see him kind of like leaning to the side to watch, like what's going on out there. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I'm trying to remember. Is this where they talk about? I think this is where he's like apparently been stalking her. Jude Law has. And he says, yeah, like, he says, if yeah. I'm not there, you look for me. And she says, how do you know if you're not there? He says, because I am there. <laughs> what a creep. Yeah. So like basically the, like throughout the whole period where he started like cyber sexing with Larry, he's apparently been stalking just her. like low key stalking, just kind of like lurking and making sure that she notices him occasionally. Uh, is it? I mean, when you physically go to a location, has it ceased to be low key? Is that full blown? Is that raging? I mean, stalking? I guess high key would be like peeping through windows or something. I, I don't know. Um, I mean, I, I presume he's not stealing underwear. Yeah, no, but it's like it's a weird dance though because seemingly she kind of like she looks for him. You mm-hmm. know, it's like become like this weird thing that they do. Uh, or, or, I don't know. She's she's mostly just observing, but she's still like playing along with it, you know. I, I'm just gonna wager a guess that you just can't. It's not a foundation by which you can build a healthy relationship. Yeah, I don't think so. No, no, maybe not. Um, so when we cut to a year later, um, it's a the couple, aftermath. It's a couple talks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the aftermath. So what do you think of the, over the course of one night? The weird loft set at Anna's place. Like I don't I know. Didn't ask you, would you would you live here? Would you? What would you think of this? Yes, I would. This place is amazing. How much does she make? She lives in like central London. This I think crazy loft. I think this is a little bit his income. No, but she already. I think this was her studio, though, isn't it? No, this is a different. Is it a different one? Okay, even before place, her yeah. other place seemed amazing as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, this place is incredible. Hell yes, I would live there. So her previous place, she makes mention that that was her studio that she had to move into because of the separation. Presumably now being married, this is their new flat, which is like a weird loft situation. This, with, this looks uh, like it costs at least like $4 million. The, uh, my, my top six moment is uh, just Clive Owen describing the bathroom. <laughs> I have that dialogue right now when we get to it. but So basically... Uh, incidents have transpired. Jude Law and uh, Julia Roberts have had the latest in their mini series of deliances, physical deliances. So now they've gone. She stayed home. He's gone back to his place to Alice, and they're going to retouch their significant others. His initial story is that he was out drinking with his coworker Harry, who may or may not be in love with him. 
do you think um it seems like they've both planned that like they're gonna break it off and tell the other Is oh yeah yeah they're yeah. they're working it up yeah mm-hmm. but it's like it's it's they're both anna and uh and and dan are both kind of dragging their feet you can see it all over their face but they're mm-hmm. working up to it yeah oh yeah because she waits that he's like showered and everything he meanwhile first walks into this whole story about like oh i was drinking of harry and one drink of harry is not you know just one drink and it's like like a band-aid guy right off one motion um because clive owen's like laying it on th- and same thing for clive owen he's laying on thick oh what a fucking adult i am i've come home from a business trip for the first time and found my wife waiting waiting up for me and he's like i'm gonna take a quick shower and then tell you that i fucked a prostitute at first i wasn't sure if he did or he was saying that to like because he sent something to her but i, I think he did I, I like there are a couple times where i wonder was wondering if one of the characters was playing coy to like get the, to out the other but i don't think so mm. well it's how quickly you forget all about his betrayal mm-hmm. and it's all about her because i guess hers is, is much more deep-seated and rude and intentional but like this hotel it's, he's referring it's cupid. to cupid he's our joke yeah well and because the lying all the line like he came home and theoretically told her pseudo immediately yeah. but like this hotel he's referring to where the concierge and the bellboys and everyone at the hotel are all sex workers that seems like a lot of cleaning well she says everyone knows that too so i don't oh. know this place <laughs> um yeah so the next house i'm going to buy i'm going to get real particular about the bathroom i want a bathroom that lives up to these lines of dialogue every time i wash in it i feel dirty it's cleaner than I am. It's got attitude. The mirror says, who the fuck are you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah, so yeah. Jude Law tells Alice, and she's just like, all right, put my shoes and my coat on. I'm fucking out of here, you asshole. Yeah. Well, but she kind of lingers because she's not at that phase where she wants to leave him. Like She still she has still love him. for him. Yeah. Um, she's willing to walk out with just what's on her body. Um, and that's when you get the, you know, do you want her because she's successful? And he's like, no, it's because she doesn't need me. Uh, which, what a prick. Um, and Larry brings up the detail I love that wherever he went, whatever museum he went to see in New York, like they sell Anna's photograph of Alice as a postcard. And he bought that. Yeah, what a weird detail. Yeah. It's like she just haunts the three of them. And then, yeah, so, like, well, I mean, this is kind of, I guess this is kind of true to, to some breakups. It's like there's, there's like, a negotiation to get out of the moment. You know, like, you don't really want to be over. Yeah. I don't, she, think, a lot, I don't she, think a lot of people just straight up, like, this, this, and this. And it's like, okay, I'm, I'm automatically, I hate you, I'm leaving. You know, it's like, it's a shock. You still have love but can fade and well, she wants not alice wants uh, dan to come hold her and she's crying and they're kissing and then he like goes in to get some tea and then he turns around the door's open she's gone i love that mm-hmm. disappeared oh and she that's the last you'll see of her for a while yeah she had asked like can i still see you Mm-hmm. Um, and he says no because then he'll never leave her and she's like well, what will you do if I find someone else and he'll like be jealous <laughs> um, and then he gets there because I'm a fucking caveman scene yeah well Clive Owen's like we're happy aren't we and she gives him that look <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a rough look yeah 
Um, and Larry's a shitty dude, but I feel like Larry's he's all surface about it. Like, you know, he's 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 good in his he's, bad. He's self-aware in a way yeah. that I don't think Dan is. Larry right. kind of knows when he's being monstrous and can almost like step outside of himself and observe it mm-hmm. while he's doing it. But Dan is like, I don't know, just like a slave to his passions or something. Like he's he's like a child almost in the in the way he reacts. Well, Dan is a worse guy because he wants to come off like a normal, nice, harmless dude. You know, who, I, mean, I, I guess he could be horrible argument. to you and Larry's all surface. I guess he could make the argument of what is worse, somebody that's like very self-aware of what a monster they're being or somebody who isn't, you know, somebody who's just like reactive and immature. I don't know. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think there's, there's like some, I think there's some truth there. I guess I took it as, as my read to when he tells Anna that she's leaving because she thinks she doesn't deserve happiness. It seems like that kind of ties. It's like the psychological profile that's been built of her. Mm hmm. Yeah, as he says later that uh, Larry says uh, she doesn't want to be happy. And Dan says everyone wants to be happy. And Larry says depressives don't. They want to be unhappy to confirm they're depressed. If they were happy, they couldn't be depressed anymore. They have to go out in the world and live, which can be depressing. Oh, the, the joy as he lifts up that end, which can be depressing. Yeah. Um, so part of the negotiation is the details because that's that's Larry's thing. He needs to know where in the uh the apartment and how and and what positions and everything yeah did she come there's a lot of there's a lot of the women having to ascertain yes i came (laughs) which is interesting um i don't know i guess is this like the kind of post 90s i guess seinfeld thing where we realize that sometimes women don't orgasm i mean (laughs) we've just been glossing over it well i think it's like did you enjoy it basically you know yeah. Um and, and and I think obviously the the subtext is like is is this other person better than me is the right. question there, you know. Right. Um and I, I think for Larry it's like it's kind of like he needs to hear just the worst, like the you know, the most heartbreaking detail and that will allow him to kind of, you know process. Cut, yeah, you know, cut not, off. not get over it. Not get over it, but process it. Because later mm-hmm. he will save those up like bullets and fire them back at her i mean thank you uh, for your honesty now fuck off and die i mean well yeah there's that but like you know like when when later the two guys are talking about that sex sequence between them mm-hmm. and you know hey, she's she, right there they're my cats trying to get attention um and he's just like you know she hated her or whatever and he's like i wasn't trying to show her a good time <laughs> i mean the there's a there's there's something so admirable about Clive Owen's performance because he just takes joy out of the cruelty. <laughs> I mean, he makes it musical and can delightful. You, and I think that's that's the thing where you can relate to it in a way, can right? Can you imagine him as Bond? I mean, no. I, I think Daniel Craig as Bond is like fairly sociopathic already. Clive Owen as Bond would just be like a fucking sadist. <laughs> he would be he would enjoy murdering people way too much. So I think I told you I uh, my first real exposure to Clive Owen was I was reading like an Esquire article about him, about some movie where it's it was like a Don Draper move prior to Mad Men where he just goes up to some woman who's like he's kind of had a, a flirtation with and he just shoves his hand like inside of her. And <laughs> yeah, that's a sex crime. That's a sex crime. Right. 
what's a sex crime when Don Draper does it too. But mm-hmm. like the writer has this line in the, the article of like Clive Owen did this on screen. So there's a part of you that can picture that this is who Clive Owen, the human being is. Oh, you mean he does it in a movie? He does it in a movie. Oh, okay. No, no, no. I was it, like, Jesus sorry, Christ, sorry, no. what the fuck? Yeah, no, it's some movie. He, he's okay. In. Yeah. Sorry. I, ha- I don't have actual details of Clive yeah. Owen committing sex crimes. Um, and I never saw that Jennifer Aniston movie you were telling me about. Oh, it sounded terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then after all this, we'll cut to at the stripper scene. Oh, is this the stripper scene? Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. basically after, uh, oh, okay. after he takes off, you know, thank you for your honesty. Don't fuck off and die and all that. Then it's mm-hmm. a fairly long stripper scene here with Natalie Portman with the pink wig in this, mm-hmm. like, I, I guess it's like a private room or something. The, the paradise room. Is it the paradise room? Okay. I think so. Cause there's, there's little details that keep talking that keep coming back up little like echoes of things. You know, he's talking about the first four months of his relationship with Anna's is paradise. Mm. And like later he ends up in the paradise room with Alice. I'm just glad that at some point she says, I'm not your revenge fuck, even though she, she really is like, apparently yeah. <laughs> like eventually we'll learn. Yeah. I think it's kind of gone back and forth with me at different viewings. If, if she's telling the truth there or if she actually broke her rule and actually lied at the end. Yeah. We'll get to that. Yeah. 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 Um, I don't know. These two are interesting because neither I don't think really wants the other, but sees the other as like a means to an end, mm-hmm. you know, like a, a source of information and kind of uh, emotional cruelty <laughs> to someone else. The, well, the, the strength that she has and just basic courteous of her job of saying, thank you. Every time mm-hmm. he gives her money, mm-hmm. she tells him his, her real name, plain mm-hmm. Jane, Jane Jones. As he keeps shoving more money into her, like garter bell. Um, it's just little, I don't know, little details of his, like the age issue of, uh, this was like a punk club that he used to come to 20 years earlier. And, uh, he just actually starts crying at some point about Anna. Yeah. Yeah. Like both these guys at some point or other just start crying. And when they're like having like some sort of confrontation or they're seen with someone else, they're really broken up. Yeah. This is, this is Larry at his lowest. Mm Mm-hmm. And see, this was a, an accident or, you know, like a happy surprise that he ran into her. It wasn't like he came there. Yeah, he was just not not for her. He was just coming yeah. to the strip club. I, mean, I assume he's paying in pounds or something. I wonder how much he's dropping here. It seems like a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess people don't go to strip club to spend a little bit of money. Was it was it? Was it our friend Anthony who like went to the ATM of the strip club? Sorry, my cat's just attacking this microphone. Handle that. Um, Was Anthony the one who went to like the ATM at the strip club? I don't recall. I just remember thinking like Anthony, they're going to murder you if like the uh, like service charge. I'm sure it's like a casino. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So I mean, it's a it's a it's a powerful scene, and especially the first time watching it, and you're like a young immature dude and there's Nellie Portman <laughs> playing a stripper. It's like the, powerful. The, yes. The better emotional content and how good she is having to like prance about for him is lost on first blush. <laughs> uh, so then we cut to, it's like a hotel or something. They're like going to an opera. Anna and Dan oh, here. 
or, or not, not going yeah. to the opera. <laughs> Just at the bar and at like the balcony outside. Yeah. So Dan has no guile at all. He's just like he's just waiting to be a shit. Also, is he is he low key psychic? Does he like have like uh, perfect cognition when he's peeing? <laughs> um, so he's desperate for details of her meeting with Larry earlier in the day. Um, There's a great line of like, "Congrats, you're a divorcee, a double divorcee. Uh, you're Ross Geller. I guess Ross was probably a triple. Was he a triple? Anyway." Mm. Um, so it's like she's flashing back to her lunch with Larry. Um, and Larry, and like Clive Owen is so great. It's just like this posh little restaurant overlooking central London. And he's just like, oh, Jesus, don't they have waiters here? I love you. Come back. <laughs> Talks about how uh, he's, he hates this place. He's like not retro. He's not modern. You know, he doesn't know what he is. Yeah. Uh, so basically the, the, the content of this lunch meeting is getting him to finally sign the divorce papers. And so he agrees that if she goes back to his brand new medical office of him and fucks him on the patient's bed, you know, he'll sign the papers. Uh, and he points out, like, I know you don't want that. I know you think it's sick that I'm asking, and that's why I want it. But if you do it, I'll grant you your liberty. Yeah, what I mean, a he's, he's, he's a fucking bastard, but it's all surface. Um, I so think it's like, because he he seemingly knows her a little better than Dan does and, like, yeah. basically knows exactly how he can manipulate her. Which I suppose is, maybe Dan knows a little because he 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 senses that like something's off immediately, you know. I mean, I don't I don't really know which of these guys is sicker in mm-hmm. their the, the way they treat and control her cuz later on Larry seems comfortable with uh, his relationship being akin to the the love between a, a dog and its owner or an owner uh, and its dog, yeah. Yeah, I mean that's 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 what I'm saying. Exactly he nice. that Larry is far more calculating than Dan is, even yeah. though Dan seems like more of a shit, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so to kind of like flashback within this moment here. So like at one point, Jula goes to take a piss, and she's like reflecting on like what really happened. And it's like it just occurs to him while he's peeing. Like he comes back and realizes that she's like slept with Larry. <laughs> Um, he and, did sign and, the papers. Yeah, which she will not send in. Uh, her rationale to Larry is, "I'm doing this because I feel guilty and because I pity you." And he's like, "Cool." Sweet. <laughs> um, so he's Jula's furious. He's been one up to buy Larry here. She's trying to explain, you know, I did this so we can be free. If Alice came to you and said, this is what I need to be free. You know, I wouldn't be upset with you or I would get over it if you had to give this gift to her or what have you. Um, and he's just like such a pedantic little shit. He's like, it's done. We're not innocent anymore. It's like, <laughs> you fucker. You sure as shit. We're never innocent. Um, Cause I mean, we're not even talking about poor roof, the linguist. Yeah. Yeah. True. Um, but yeah, just, just the LOLs of Larry's like, I forgive you <laughs> right before he signs the paperwork. Yeah, uh, yeah, Clive Owen's amazing. So he's upset. Uh, Julie Law's upset because he won't understand what really happened. Like he just can't. He can't believe what Julie Roberts is telling him. He won't know for sure what what transpired unless he asks Larry. And she's just like, well, "So why don't you?" And then we cut to months in the future, presumably weeks, certainly. Yeah, Anna's um, Anna's back with Larry at this point. 
Yeah, and so Jula in the rain, looking like wah 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 as possible, is going to go see Clavo in his new office. He's been so thoroughly outplayed. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations, bitch! You cucked yourself. Um, by this point, you know Anna's like left him. Like I said, um, it's like he's the way he's this opening salvo. I owe you an apology. I never meant to make you suffer. So where's the apology? <laughs> Yeah, Clive Owen is just destroying him in this scene. Jude Law, he's like, he's, he's soaked from the rain. He, he looks like he's about to cry at one point in which he does just start breakdown crying. And Clive Owen's yeah. just enjoying every minute of it. Yeah, he's just taking he, his soft it's, boy He's ass basically just like, you brought a knife to a gunfight, bitch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jude Law wants Anna back so she can be happy. Everyone wants to be happy and impressives don't. And then the classic line, have you ever seen a human heart? It was like a fist wrapped in blood. I'm surprised no one, none of, neither of us really had that line in our top moments. But yeah, one other classic. Well, I mean, it's included in the scene. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I just I love this whole scene. Mm-hmm. Um, man, it's just brutal. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just like the one point. It's just like, anyway, I have patience. So, <laughs> well, and he waits till Dan's just about to leave, he's, and then he because he's told him earlier, like. Like he didn't sleep with Alice, and then right as Dan's about to leave, he's just like, "By the way, I lied. I did fuck her." I love the little detail as he calls him back, and Dan, like, he's like, "Oh, what, what, what?" You know, he comes back and he yeah. shuts the door again to get like his latest little bit of medicine or whatever. That's when he tells him. I, I mean, just all the little details—they really play a fit. Like he writes her address down on a note on his notepad. He's like, "Here's your prescription. Mm-hmm. It's her address." <laughs> Uh, yeah, he gives him the address first. Like, hey, man, it's it's gonna be okay. I'm with Anna now. Tough luck for you. I won, but hey, I I, uh, I found Alice where he hears her address. Like, it's gonna it's gonna be fine. Oh, you're we're almost at the door. Oh, wait. By the way, I fucked her. Yeah, more importantly, I think his problem is that he brought a Jude Law to a Clive Owen fight. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> I would not want to get in a fight with Clive Owen. This dude, oh, this dude will that. play as dirty as possible. Yeah, he's eye gouging. He's you know, like going below the belt, the whole deal. I mean, but he's also, he's, you know, Jude Law started this. Mm-hmm. He started this war and uh, Clive Owen's just ending it. <laughs> and then it is, I don't know, some other point in the future now, right? Yeah. Um, Fully four years be- from the start of the movie. Like, oh, like to the day almost. Alice is uh, back with Dan. They're at a hotel at the airport. They're about to travel. To America, right? New York. Yeah. To New York, yeah. Um, so they're they're quizzing each other in their first meeting. They're doing that thing where they're just like reliving the happy details. Um like uh I guess like trying to take ownership of the past and rewrite it to be something that's not sad in the present. Um, because at least to the past isn't that far away. But Jude Law is also obsessed with the details of Larry's visit to Alice. He can't let it go, yeah. And eventually he's um, going to ask her, like, because he, he 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 thinks that they had sex and she has told him that they didn't. Mm-hmm. And so he's like trying to like get an admission out of her. And it's yeah, it really is in this moment. I could go either way. Like for most of the scene, I was like, she definitely did not have sex with him. And then like that was just Clive Owen's way of like fully destroying Dan. But maybe she did like you. It, maybe she's just saying she did because, mm-hmm. you know, she she knows it will hurt Dan or, or maybe she actually did. I don't know. The uh, the the line is so enigmatic, though. 
I don't want to lie, but I can't tell the truth. Mm -hmm. So it's over. Um, yeah. So he went and found her at that club. I kind of wondered, did he go later that day, the next day or like, I'm sure it was immediately. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, well, there had to be a period where he probably just sat there and cried because he'd been so brutally like dismembered by Mm -hmm. Clive Owen. Uh, but again, the club is getting a lot of use out of smack my bitch up. Really loving the prodigy. Also Natalie Portman with like this crazy blonde wig here. I don't think she's ever dressed like that in any other movie that I can remember. Or not dressed, but like had her hair done like that. I know there's um, there's uh, uh, what's that guy's name? There's like a Terrence Malick movie where she has like long blonde hair. Oh, really? Okay. She kind of yeah. like she almost looks like uh, what's her face? Um, Kristen Bell here. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So again, Jude Law is really obsessed with rewriting the past, making it perfect. She's into that a little bit, but I think she stresses that like the her of here and now is still perfect because he's just talking about like, oh, that day you were perfect. And she's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I still am me right now. Right here. <laughs> oh, uh, there's the weird little flashback to when she was injured at the beginning and like he got a cab and is taken to the hospital oh. and she's unconscious and he kisses her on the forehead and the cabbie turns around and says like, yeah. is she yours? Like, hey, like, are you supposed to be doing that? And he lies and says, yes. Yeah, she's mine. Yeah, that's yeah creepy. Everything about this guy is creepy. Yeah. Again, he's he's, he's a fucking slime. Ball. He's he's taken back to smoking. He's yeah. desperate for a smoke, um, which again tells you that like his worst urges are right there. Uh, so he steps out to go if he has to go to the oh, terminal to get smokes. She's quit also, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just an interesting motif of the smoking. He sees himself in the mirror of the elevator. Uh, doesn't see himself for the shit that he is. So he comes back determined to test her. Uh, and this is when she's like, it's over. I don't love you anymore. He kept pushing. Yep. He picks up a rose that was like on somebody's uh, room service card or something and brings it to her. Fucking pokes her in the face with it. He's just like shoving it in her nose. I like mm. thinking he's going to you know, smooth the situation out. Oh, this romantic fucker. Yeah. 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 And she's like, I don't love you anymore. So yeah. And then he's, he's like all over the place. Like, uh, you know, you think that I won't forgive you, but I, I do. I have, uh, yeah. What is the one who needs forgiving? Yeah. What does she say to him that sets him off the end? Oh, I can't remember the line. Uh, but he's, he fucking slaps her. I mean, to which to me, it's like as monstrous as, clive owen could be he's not hitting a girl you know like that's well like, it, it comes up though it comes up in his conversations with mm-hmm. julia roberts you know he says i like, never hit you yeah he's like are you thinking i'm gonna hit you and she's like i've been hit before and he's like not by me mm-hmm. um so there's a weird like recurring thing of just like abuse like men abusing women um this is not a this is not a great film for men Men don't come off great. Men don't come off great in life, but really yeah. not in this movie. Um, <laughs> there's there's this, a reason it's not a great film yeah. for men. This is an honest take of men. Yeah. Like the shitty thing is like he does the thing where he raises the hand and then she's just like, go on, do it. And I know he, you still want to, follows, yeah. he still follows through. Yeah, what a piece of shit. Yeah. He's disgusting. Um, yeah. So she goes to New York by herself. Uh, we see Larry and Anna and their marital bliss. What did you think of this little coda? Oh, she, he's just asleep. I mean, it seems like Anna is maybe, I don't know. She's, she's a depressive, you know, her mind 
is still mm-hmm. wondering, but I think she's about as happy as she's going to be. I guess that's the way I read it. Yeah. Well, it's the 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 set details are what fascinated me. He's passed out of a book on his lap. Mm-hmm. She's turning out the lights. There's like open magazines and things everywhere. Like, yeah, she's doing like a crossword. It looks like. But like, if you look around, like on the nightstand by him, I think there's somebody on the floor. Like, there's just like they apparently just read all the time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, Natalie Portman goes back to New York. We see her passport. Her real name is Jane Rachel Jones. She's telling the truth. Yeah, he struts over to to Postman's Park where they had their walk and talk, and he sees the placard for the real Alice Ayers, um, and realizes he never actually knew his Alice. Yeah, it's like a fucking Kaiser Soze thing. Realizes that she was lying the whole time. Yeah, then Chaz Palminteri shows up and like <laughs> spells it out in case he needs it. And he does. Yeah. Uh, then like we see her sometime later in New York. Long hair. Long slow brunette hair. Strut. Slow mo strutting. Hair good. commercial. Oh, every man on the street's looking at her too. Yeah. Like every guy is like turning to so look at her. Did you read like what the original, I don't know if they were filmed this or not, but like how the play ends. She's killed. Like she dies from a car accident. It's like there's another scene where Dan goes and finds Anna and explains that uh, she was like hit by a car in New York and she's dead. Mm -hmm. And this ending, I guess it's sort of hints at it because she's crossing the street and it pans up to a uh, stop, you know, don't walk sign. Yeah. Yeah. Um, She's definitely walking when she shouldn't be. So that is a horrible ending. I'm so glad that the movie doesn't end that way. Like with her actually dying. The play is also unambiguous that, um, Alice had a sexual relationship with Larry for some time. First of all, it's better that it's ambiguous and it would yeah. like, she is kind of like the, the most, uh, I don't know. Innocence, the wrong word, but like the most righteous of the characters, I guess you'd say, yeah. like she's yeah. the one who doesn't cheat. Um, you know, she, I think you said like, she, you know, maintains her code, like for mm-hmm. her to be punished at the end and, and killed. Like, I don't know that to me, that's just like, what a what a terrible way to end the movie. I'm so glad but it she's, doesn't end that way. She's still in the wars because here she is. She looks fantastic. I mean, clearly her milkshake is bringing all of these men to the yard. But, like, again, she's still swarmed by, like, the male gaze, which is how the movie starts. As or, the song comes back with I Can't Take My Eyes Off of You. Better than being fucking hit by a car. <laughs> oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah, without a question. Yeah, I that, that would have been, like, like a really annoying, like, fuck you ending to just be like, boom, take that. That's what you get for... I don't know, being a, an independent woman. I mean, I guess the idea of the play is that like somehow the Jude Law character is the the focal point, the star. Yeah. But really, like she's the anchor mm-hmm. all the way through. And, it, and that's how it should be. I mean, like I kind of wonder, like, what were the conversations in like the writer and director like when they were adapting this? Like, did, did Mike Nichols have to be like, Marber, your play, what are you doing at the end there? It's garbage. Also, Kate Blanchett was supposed to be uh, Anna. I can't imagine that at all. I do kind of wonder what it was like for Julia Roberts to play this role because, like, she like left Kiefer at the altar for Jason Patrick, his best friend. Like, she's she's got some history of adultery up in mm. her past. So, I, don't, I wonder what it was like to play that character. I still have questions about someone who would date Lau Lovett, marry him, right? I think so. I don't get that. I mean, I, mean, I think uh, I, I don't want to allow love it shame anyone, but too late. Well, back in the day, she just used to date all their co-stars. So, well, does she have a movie with him? I can't recall. I don't know. I'm trying to think. Was she in um, the player? 
Maybe. Oh, maybe she, she, at maybe, the very end, she, isn't she? Yeah, she's at the yeah. very end. Yeah, yeah. Bruce Willis. Uh, Bruce Willis has to save her. Okay. Um, but, you know, I I really appreciate the end of this movie, especially as a guy who's in between gyms currently, sometimes walking away from things. It's the best exercise you can get. Sure. Um, so, any thoughts about recasting? Um, let's do our, our other stuff and get to recasting at the end. Would you, okay. if you could make one change, this movie, what would it be? My God, man, I wouldn't even know where to begin. Um, I don't even know that I would go back and like change the grammar in the uh, online chats because <laughs> it's so it's so 2004. I mean, the movie feels dated in a way and, and absolutely not at the same time. If that makes sense. I mean, it's not like these characters need cell phones for this story, but I don't know. I mean, it just it just zips by. It's, it works for me. What about you? Um, hmm. It's not like you can give more to any one person. I don't think no. to. I mean, maybe it's a small thing, but I feel like the the stripper scene is kind of filmed in a way that there's like this kind of meta textual, like, is Natalie Portman going to do a nude scene mm-hmm. like vibe to it? Because it starts and ends with her taking her top off, like just off camera. I would cut that like start and end point. Like, it, I feel like it it recontextualizes the scene in a way that it shouldn't for what you're watching. Well, it kind of fits into an interesting thing for a movie that's so much about sex. There mm-hmm. is none. Yeah. You know, I don't even know if you see, I guess you do see people kiss occasionally. I mean, you see them like, you see some other like naked stripper, strippers in the background, but yeah, I don't know. Just the, know, the way that scene starts and ends to me all felt like a little too, I don't know, tilly, I guess you'd say. I wonder if Not that's that the, the point, rest of the though. scene isn't, but I wonder if that's the point though with with where Larry is and I don't know, kind of a shitty way of like keeping you on the edge of your seat to a certain degree. Yeah, I mean, using like essentially her her exploitation as currency for him. I don't know. Anyway, that's the only thing I could think of other than the elite speak. Um, mm-hmm. So obviously, I have four power rankings because there's I have... four characters in this. No, then I'm shitty. I have 11. How? Because <laughs> I cheated. Okay, uh, so who are your top four? My top four? Well, my top four of the main characters. What are the hell else to... are you ranking? Let me just run through them then, because I'm just being goofy. Uh, 11, Dan Wolf. 10, Smoking. 9, The Real Alice Ayers. Uh, 8, Harry, the previous obituary editor who dies from alcohol poisoning. Mm-hmm. 7, Julie Roberts is Anna Cameron. Uh, six, Damian Rice and Lisa Hannigan. Five, Jude Law. I split up the characters and actors in certain parts. So, what's your number four? It's, so let's let's just say we're ranking the four characters. Who's your number four character? It would be um, Dan Wolf. Yeah, me as well. Yeah, you hit, you hit a girl, you go to the bottom. I think we're gonna have the same. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, probably. I went really went back and forth over uh, number one and two, but uh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, mm-hmm. Number three, I assume you have Anna. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Julie Roberts. Uh huh. Who do you have uh, for number, number two? I have Jane Jones, Natalie Portman, Alice Ayers. Okay, so we do have slightly different yeah. ones because I have Larry. I yeah. I really like it's one and one A for me. Um, yeah, because Clive Owen is amazing and has the best lines for sure of any of these characters. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, for me, I, I liked Alice just a tiny bit more. Um, she's, she's like the, 
like the least corrupted of them, I guess. Like mm-hmm. she's the one who I can feel good about liking mm-hmm. of the four of them. Because I mean, as much fun as Clive Owen is, his character is just a complete monster at the same time. I mean, true story. This is why I, I broke it up the way I did. I, I put I put Jane as number three, and then I put Natalie Portman as two, and Clive Owen as number one. Because mm-hmm. carrying the movie. I really appreciated Clive Owen. I mean, like when I, you know, first started making rankings, I was going to be more straightforward and just put Jane as number one because, of course, she's she's our character, and it's it's amazing looking back at her, especially in 2019, and how important she is in her portrayal. But uh, Clive Owen really navigates you through some of the roughest parts of this movie, and that's partially the way he's just written. Like he's just written to have more fun. I think than the other actors. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know how you could do this movie and not be jealous of his part to a certain degree. Yeah, he does get a lot of really great lines. I mean, you know, Natalie Portman gets the line. You know, is the most fun line. Anna has she has good scenes, if not perhaps good lines themselves. Like I think I think the Anna Larry scenes are generally better than the Dan uh, Alice scenes. Interesting. Probably just because I, of Clive Owen, you know. This is why I asked my question earlier because I don't, I don't think she's bad. I don't think Julie Roberts is amazing in this. I don't know. Um, I thought she's. I find her did, to be very reserved. I found her to do a very good. I need to tell you that I cheated on you. Face, you know. I think her best moment again is the look when he says, "But we're happy." All right. Um, well, that is closer. So, yeah, recasting. Sounds like you've got some ideas. Um, some of these just play into my my usual obsessions, but Alice, Emma Stone. Is Emma Stone a little too old now? I don't know. I don't, I, I'm kind of all over the place with, with actors that I suggest for this because it's like different iterations would have to match up. But I think Emma Stone's definitely like she's shown more edge in her roles in the last few years. Like mm-hmm. for sure she could do this. Oh, uh, yeah. For the Dan Wolf character, Miles Teller. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just totally kidding. Um, Daniel Radcliffe? Yeah, he could probably do it. I mean, it would be slightly different. But yeah, he, he might fit the character a little better maybe. Mm. For Anna, I'm going to throw out three names. Obviously, there's like three different versions of this story. Mm-hmm. One, Daisy Ridley. Hmm. Okay. Two, Anna Kendrick. Daisy Ridley might be younger than Emma Stone. Yeah, probably. Anna Kendrick mm-hmm. or Natalie Paul. Natalie Paul. Karen Minty. Okay. For Anna? Huh. Yeah. I don't know. I guess to me, Anna seems like she's supposed to be older. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, if you pick one of these, then obviously that affects mm. how you how you cast the others. For Larry, I have two very obvious choices and two that are, I don't know, maybe less obvious. So the obvious choices are are the older actors. Idris Elba. As uh, Larry, yeah. As Larry. Or mm-hmm. John Hamm. Yeah. I mean, those those both work. They're definitely obvious, but, you know, obvious for a reason. So then let me throw out these two. Michael B. Jordan or Oscar Isaac. I could see Oscar Isaac. Michael B. Jordan seems too young to me. Hmm. I, I think Oscar... I think he would be a better Dan than a uh, yeah. I can see that. I can see that. Larry. I just remember that Michael B. Jordan had to do a fucking movie, like a fucking romantic comedy, with Miles Teller and Zac Efron. 
Oh yeah, is that the one where it's like the guy has like a boner and they have to like? It's a piece sideways. Piece sideways. Yeah. Yeah, it's like like plank. Oh, it's from the trailer. Yeah, I never saw the movie. I think I saw that in the. Theater. I think he did. You like wanted to see that for some reason. Did I? I don't know. I. I I'm I'll a, assume it was because of a girl. You know, your excuse. I don't think so. <laughs> I think I'm just a sick guy. Take the L. Ooh. Um. I wish I found this movie as therapeutic as you did. Uh. Yeah, I think we both enjoyed Closer, right? I feel like you're misunderstanding when I say therapeutic, I guess. I don't know. It's not like this is like something I've personally gone through that I need to see. I guess it's just like it's like it's like you can just see the scenarios play out without having a personal stake in things, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think there is a way you can vicariously live through like the nastiness or the hurt or what have you in these roles. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean... I saw this movie like years before any of these situations would have ever like any, any shade, any possibility of these types of situations, whatever like occurred to me. And, you know, it's like, I don't know, like you can, as a guy, I think you can identify with Clive Owen in certain aspects at times, which is I think you not want healthy. To. <laughs> not, that, not that you want to, it's not healthy, but I think just the, his like getting revenge, you know, it's like you, you want to be him and not Dan. And not that you can't like identify with like Natalie Portman's character in places. Cause mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, I enjoy taking off my clothes instead of lying. <laughs> anyway, yeah. so you want to talk about the Oscar? Well, real quick, I'm just trying to think of anyone I would cast. I think my mind, like, it's I keep thinking of people who are like the wrong age for the role. I guess, like, like I was just mm. thinking of like Angelina Jolie for Anna. But that's probably too old as well. You know, mm. I feel mm. like all all of my like kind of like actor references are probably like five years outdated at this point. Um, okay. Need to like update myself for the new shit. Yeah, you need to get like that Rolodex of the hot young talent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Is, is there somewhere you case like, could be Anna? Maybe that'd be interesting. You know, I, I was proud of myself because I think everyone assumed that I would put down case mm-hmm. too, and I didn't. No, now I did. Yeah. Kate Blanchett would be it. so weird as Anna. I can't picture that at all. Yeah. Not- well, talk at this point. I mean, I'm trying to remember when did Lord of the Rings come out? Did we know about her yet? Yeah. When did, yeah, when, we, when knew, did we knew about break? her for a while. She okay. she'd already broken before Lord of the Rings. She was, when did she I feel break? Like she like was early in time? like a Woody Allen movie or something. Oof. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Oof. Char- Charlize Theron. She could be an Anna. Um, have you seen that trailer for that new Charlize Theron movie? Mm, I don't think so. No. What is it? I just, long shot of her and uh seth rogan just uh yeah flames pass flames mm-hmm. side of my head flames didn't see it but pass yeah Oof. oh did you see when you went to go see happy death day i saw a lot of shitty trailers that's what i saw mm-hmm. sorry you cut out for a sec what were you asking okay did you see the trailer for the beach bum matthew mcconaughey oh yeah harmony coring pass hard pass I don't think I've ever seen a movie that was more designed to be disgusting to me. Mm. Yeah. No, thank you. Mm. Could Keanu be Larry? Whoa. <laughs> that would be something. No, Keanu's too nice of a guy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he could do it. I mean, you need somebody who's can be villainous, but still charming for that role. Yeah. Also, again, Keanu is an older gentleman. 
Is he? You know yeah. who would be really bonkers? Who? It's Tom Cruise. He could do it. Yeah. Um, he would. But can you imagine? How about or, um, uh, what about like Christoph Waltz? He's way too old. Um, who? <laughs> I'm trying to think. Who is? Is he a Dan or a Larry? Chutel Edger for? Oh shit! He could really do both. I, I think he could do both. I yeah. I think he has. He just fits right in the middle there where I could see him in both roles. The uh, the Clive Owen playing Dan and then later playing Larry, it just reminds me of the thing in uh, uh, Clouds of Silver. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, where where she played the role as a, as a young woman mm. and now she's playing the older woman's could, role. Yeah. Could Hugh Jackman be Larry? Yeah. Again, he wouldn't. Um, I mean, I guess you could Chris Hemsworth. And I, I mean, I briefly thought about like, oh, you could just Hemsworth. gender swap the roles. And it's like, really, you can't. That's the whole point. Yeah. Hem- is Hemsworth just... is Dan. <laughs> or Larry. Yeah, I, 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 I don't mean, know. Okay, so the Men in Black trailer. Obviously, Liam Neeson's the bad guy, right? I I, I saw that once at, I think, Alita. Yeah, I, I tuned out. I don't know. I don't understand why they keep making Men in Black movies. It was like... It was comedies should never have sequels. You know, it's like it was, there's one movie. It was okay. We didn't need any sequels to it. I do not care about like the lore of the men in black universe. Like I, I just don't know why they're making that movie. I just think Hemsworth, it's, it's such a thud, everything of him in that trailer. Um, and it's like, I saw Thor. He can be funny. And I, I think they're playing on that, but like it doesn't, I work think he's more of a of character actor than a leading man outside of Thor. Because, like, his character in that first Snow White movie, I feel like should have been a slam dunk, and it was such a thud. Mm-hmm. I don't know who saw the second one. What I mean, Could no you do too, some sort of um, Affleck and Damon as Larry and Dan? Like, one of them does the cooking, and the other does the masturbating? Mm-hmm. Um, who would, I, shit, who would, I guess Affleck would be Larry? Yeah, no, probably. Shit, It'd be better who, if it was the other way, though. I think, I think Damon he, would be a better Larry. What if it's like a like a really experimental play and they just switch mm-hmm. every scene? <laughs> it's just confusing, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, uh, thing where I went on IMDb and I tried to look up like young male actors. Oh yeah, always. What a fucking hellscape of like mm-hmm. un- uninteresting white talent. A lot of fucking shits that I've never even heard of. Letitia Wright as uh, Anna, or not Anna, um, Alice. Hmm. Okay. So I feel like you you need pretty young for Alice. That that to me, especially, you need to go young. Yeah. With a little bit of like, you underestimate her. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, um, what's her name? The Super Babe Olsen twin, Scarlet Witch as Anna. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I could kind of see that. She's a little older. Yeah, Cruz as Larry though. That'd be something. I mean, I feel like I feel like the Larry role in a remake, like an American remake, I feel like Josh Brolin would kill to get that. Oh, what about uh, J Law as Anna? She she's definitely the Anna, right? Yeah, she's not a <laughs> he casts uh like Darren Aronofsky's new girlfriend as as Alice. Does he have a new girlfriend? I don't. I don't know. 
know. She's getting married. I think we talked about that in the last podcast. I think we talked about it. Yeah. Who can yeah. Alex Pettyford play? Can he be Dan? Um, he could be the customs guy at the end who like says, Welcome back to America, Mr. Oh, I just just because I'm looking at uh, I am number four right now in my movies and iTunes. Teresa Russell? Or no, no, a, no. Who I'm thinking of Larry right oh, now. Oh, uh, Oliphant. Timothy Oliphant. Yes. Yes. Oh, I feel shit. that for sure. Yes. Oh my god. Like I feel like Timothy Oliphant is one of those guys who's like as an actor, he's just wasted. Mm-hmm. Like no one's found the right well, vehicle. For like him. Clive Owen, somewhat. Like I think the last time I saw Clive Owen was in that awful French. Uh, what was that movie that Cara Delevingne was in? Dana Hane. It's like a Luke Besson movie. Oh, the um, Valerian. Valerian. Yeah, he was in that as like just this kind of like I don't know straight laced like military commander guy who's like he he's corrupt, but like. It was like such a nothing role. And it's like, why the fuck is Clive Owen in this? Like he should not be doing stuff like that. He needs, he needs to be able to have fun and get dirty in the roles that he's in. I think the last movie that was passable, I saw Clive Owen was probably the international. Is that before or after inside man? Uh, I think it's the same year. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to say later. I mean, cause you know, there's, there's inside man, there's children of men. I mean, obviously he had mm-hmm. a, he had a pretty good run for a while there. Um, I know there's a movie, like some kind of shoot 'em up movie. It might have actually been called Shoot 'em Up, where he's oh, in it terrible. with like it's with Statham. Yeah, but he's like he's like the second banana to Statham. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that movie's awful. I'm not okay with that. I'm surprised he didn't right. say Atlanta Condor for Anna or not Anna Alice. Oh, I was I was teasing that earlier. Okay. I don't. I I think she's. I honestly think she's too sweet. I mean, I'd love to see her get nasty. I don't know. I, I don't really care about Deadly Class. It seems bad. I'd love to see her get nasty. Marco Sparks. Yeah. <laughs> Does that replace uh, <laughs> It Was Erotic? My movie poster? Because <laughs> um, she's, I mean, can talk about being wasted in uh, Alita Battle Angel. Oh, she, yeah. I wonder if they maybe filmed that like a long time ago because like the all the effects or whatnot, you know, like before she blew up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they've they've been trucking her along and like all the press stuff internationally, which could be for other reasons. But like, mm-hmm. I I don't know. I don't know if Lana Condor would do it. I think she's an immense talent. I, I think that would be really interesting. I just I don't know if the story needs to be between two British guys and two American women. I don't think I don't it think needs that to is be. necessary, but whitewashed i don't um, think I, it i don't think you could gender swap though that that definitely doesn't no work. That, that misses the whole point but yeah. like could it be could alice be british you know and it's like it, it yeah, takes I, place I in america that, i don't think that changes the story in any way yeah anyhow um yeah they probably don't need to remake it but i mean i'm sure they still do the play right so they probably cast different people yeah I, I mean that's that's one reason i was thinking is mm-hmm. like like the play i mean i'm sure there are other versions that happen. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess we can talk about the Oscars a little since by the time people listen to this, they'll be right about to air. Like if we want to make our predictions, now's the time. Yeah. So do we want to do, do you want to do it? Like who we, who we think should win and who we think will win. I'm just going to say who I want to win because will, who will win seems boring to me, I guess. Okay. Um, you want to start at the top? 
aren't you aren't we supposed to work our way up to that like do you supporting okay. first or something i don't know okay, okay um i don't know do you want to go through every category or well i figure the actors the director the best picture for sure i mean i don't know if you want to get into like animated shorts or anything i just i i always have like technical awards where there's like one specific movie i don't want to win you know okay um like bohemian rhapsody for editing um, for editing, yeah. <laughs> what if, like, instead of like a host, we just had like the curtains open? It's just, like Brian Singer's like tied up with like a rag in his mouth, and like he has to apologize when they pull the rag out or something. Yeah, that's that's dark. Um, fucking Brian Singer. All right, so I like I said, I've only seen like half these movies. Um, supporting actor. I've seen one of these movies. <laughs> the Star is Born? Yeah. I mean, I'd be fine with Sam Elliott winning or Richard E. Grant. Those are the two I'm rooting I, for. I want Richard E. Grant. Mm-hmm. I I want to watch a Richard E. Grant acceptance speech. I mean, he looks good in the trailer. Yeah. I mean, he's got a lot of buzz. Also, he's in Star Wars. So mm-hmm. what the hell? I don't, I mean, I mean, no offense to Maharshala Ali, who's great and everything. Um, I don't really want Green Book. It just looks Winning so formulaic to me from the trailers. Yeah. I, just, I feel it, like I've already seen the movie, even though I haven't. You know? it, just, it, it just seems like a movie that's meant to make white people feel better about their racism mm-hmm. while being like wholly inaccurate to like the story. Anyway, yeah. So I'm, I'm going to go for Judy Grant. All right. Uh, supporting actress. Ooh, I've seen tough. three of these performances. I mean, I, I have to go with Emma Stone personally. I, yeah. haven't, I haven't seen a Field Street Could Talk um, or Vice, although I can't imagine Amy Adams is that amazing in Vice. And plus, I, I don't want to reward um, biopic performances. So going to have to go with Emma Stone. Yeah, I think I think she's the shining light of the favorite. Rachel mm-hmm. Vice is great, but I think the work that Emma Stone does as the lead is Supporting actress is hilarious to me. And it's to me, she's the lead of the movie. Yeah, I know. It's weird that Olivia Coleman is promoted as the lead. It seemed like Emma Stone is in it the most to me, but whatever. Mm. Uh, lead actress. Um, I would be very happy if this went to either Glenn Close or Olivia Coleman. I have not seen The Wife. Um, I don't know. I guess I'd be fine with Lady Gaga. Uh, I mm-hmm. think Melissa McCarthy is supposed to be really good, and can you forgive me? Can you forgive me as well? Um, I, I thought Olivia Coleman was fine. I wouldn't like be mad if she won, but I didn't think she was that amazing. Um, and Roma, I don't know that that movie. It's like what a what a technical and kind of what a technical achievement that you've made, but it just I don't know. It, I didn't find it all that compelling. Ultimately, mm. it was like. I don't know. It, it didn't grab me, I guess. It, yeah. it didn't seem like it ever really hooked into anything. You know, you're just kind of watching the series of events unfold. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I'd be, I don't think I have a problem with Lady Gaga winning. I, I think she was incredibly good in that movie. I think Bradley Cooper was good in that movie too, but I think he was really just, I mean, his role was designed to set her up. Oh, he's, he yeah. gives himself a much meter role. See, of the two of them, I would probably give him the Oscar. Mm, okay. 
And not that she isn't good, but I feel like he just gave himself a lot more material than he gave her. I I guess I just find that her, to me, her character had a more sad. Well, no, you get a point. I'd say her character had a more satisfying journey straight through, but his he's definitely nibbling every bit he can off the bone there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would probably go with him for lead actor. I don't know. Do you have any other? Did you uh, see Bohemian Rhapsody? No, fuck no. Okay. God damn no. Um, okay. Yeah, I, I also haven't seen Ed Eternity's Gate, so <laughs> the only movie I've seen in the lead actor is The Star is Born. <laughs> so I guess I would be wholly dishonest if I said anything else, though I'd like to think that uh, Defoe is is so good as Van Gogh, Van Gogh, um, but sure, Bradley Cooper, I guess. This is my choices. Is Vice terrible? You haven't seen Vice, you said. I haven't seen Vice. I I, lived in, I man. think I Adam McKay is okay. I think he's a little overrated. Like, uh, is he big short guy? Yeah, yeah, big short okay. guy. Big short was fine. It wasn't like amazing. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to look at like cinematography here. Uh, the movies I would I have seen, I would probably go with Roma. I do think the cinematography is really good. Yeah, I um. I miss Cold War when it was playing here. I, I wanted to get to see it, and I just I fucking missed it. So I would agree. I would definitely put. Um, I don't know what Never Look Away is. Yeah, film editing. So, I assume that Vice has a lot of editing in it, based on Adam McKay style. Um, mm. Did not see Black Klansman. I don't know. It's. I I would be happy for Spike if he won. I've read very, very mixed reviews of that movie when it came out. And so it's like I was about to see it and then I like saw a bunch of reviews that was like, this is a giant mess. And I was just like, eh. Mm. Uh, probably should not be John Ottman for Bohemian Rhapsody, that's for sure. John Ottman is still fucking trucking along with Brian Singer. I mean, Are I, you kidding me? <laughs> I guess it'd be fine if the favorite one for editing. I don't know. Um, I. I don't know if that's like um surprised that Roma didn't get an editing award or nomination. It's not that the editing is like bad in the favorite. It's just like to me it doesn't scream like this is the editing is the key yeah, to yeah. this movie. Um sound editing, I feel like that's a lock for Roma. <laughs> or maybe mm-hmm. First Man, but probably Roma. Did you see First Man? No. It's okay. Yeah. So uh, Neil Armstrong comes like like a real prissy asshole in that. Production design. I feel like this is probably going to go to the favorite, but I want Black Panther to win because I don't know. The Academy always awards like the Merchant Ivory kind of like, you know, old you know 17th 18th century garb whatever like they love that but like i they really should reward like sci-fi and like you know like futuristic stuff more often well i mean i would bring like mary poppins returns over first man in this category for sure because first man it's not it's sure as shit like not uh great production design black Mm -hmm. panther would be really interesting um that would kind of break the mold like it's so different than all the production design you normally get in a movie you know i feel like it should be rewarded like it's it's great and it's new you know or not you know new to some to hollywood i guess yeah um what about score um 
But yeah, I've only seen two of those movies. I mean, I don't think it's Isle of Dogs for me. Yeah, I, I can't recall the score in the Isle of Dogs. I mean, I don't know. I'd be fine with either of the rest of them. Does score is not including like song though, right? So I guess the Black no. Panther score would just be the the score itself, which I don't really remember that much of either because it's a Marvel <laughs> movie. It's just funny, like this this composer, Ludwig Gorenson. I'm always fascinated when I see that he did like score to Black Panther, which I I don't remember the score to Black Panther. I do remember the like Kendrick Lamar curated soundtrack, mm-hmm. but Lover Gordonson like he was the composer for Community. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he's a very, I guess, versatile composer. Yeah, I mean, Shallow is gonna win for original song, right? If there's like one so. award that that movie wins, it's gonna be that. Especially if they have her performance. So I guess the, I guess if Lady Gaga wins that, she's on her way to a uh, the goat. Yeah. Or an EGOT, sorry. EGOT, yeah. yeah. Makeup and hair. Huh. I've never I don't even know what border is. I'll probably go to Vice. Costume design. This is gonna be an interesting one. I'd go with Black Panther again here. Um did you ever see Mary Queen of Scots? Nope. I was going to, then I read the reviews and it looked bad, so I said, nah. Mm. Obviously, it's a movie called Mary Queen of Scots, so it's very honest in like the uh, kind of rigid depiction of uh, Elizabeth and mm-hmm. her holding on to her look, holding on to her brand. Uh, visual effects. This is kind of an interesting one. Um, hmm. I don't know. I don't think Solo has a shot here. I somehow don't see Ready Player I can't One think of any, getting it. I can't think of any visual effects in Solo where I was just like, holy shit, you know? Like, nothing that, like, really stood out to me is, like, that's an incredible effect. I, yeah, I don't know here, really. Christopher Robin, I guess, did, like, some pretty good kind of, like, puppetry and CGI work with the animals. I didn't see it, it though. It's just so wildly different like like the kind of work done in first man yeah. compared to like infinity war oh yeah infinity war has a lot of effects uh yeah some of the it's, compositing is a little dodgy it's uh 90 percent effects yeah yeah <laughs> I, honestly effects? i don't even know I'll, I'll say christopher robin just like for something different because i don't think the rest of these i mean i i guess you could say maybe ready player one's doing a lot with mm-hmm. like virtual characters or whatever but I don't know. It's not like they're trying to make them look real. I always, in this kind of thing, I would always like think like, is this good effects or is this good Spielberg editing and cinematography, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but I don't think you can go wrong when you bet on a, an animated bear. Mm-hmm. Um, what do we skip over here? Sound mixing, sound editing. Those should go to Roma. Film editing, we talked about foreign language film. I like that Roma has like a double shot. I kind of would love it if it won both, but I think yeah. that's that's what we have. Oh no, screenplay. We'll do screenplay and then uh, get to um, the, the big ones. I have a feeling I'm I'm having not seen it. I'm willing to put money down that Cold War wins best foreign language film. Um, I've only seen RBG of the documentaries. Screenplay, I, best I, original screenplay. Huh. I was gonna say I have, no, I have no opinion on the documentary category. Okay, um, I do kind of want to see First Reform because I've heard a lot of good things about it, but I have not as yet seen it. It's the 
like Ethan Hawke playing a priest is not gonna get me. It's no. not gonna put my ass in a seat. I've heard he's amazing, but, like, but him being a priest does not interest me. But like the the plot doing something of him reconciling like the way we we fuck with the environment or something like that is I don't know intriguing wrinkle. I probably um, still go favorite there. Yeah, I love. I, I that, really uh, like the the script to favorite. So yeah, well, I love that it's it. This was a script that was around long before that guy came to the project mm-hmm. and. I don't know. You can't fully tell because it kind of feels like in his his world. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just I think a different director would have done something much different there. Um, I haven't seen Buster Scruggs yet, so I can't talk about that. I've only seen like the first section. I should really watch the rest of that, but I mean the first section was really good. Adapted. Um, I haven't seen if Beale Street could talk. I'm sad to yeah, say. I mean, I've only seen the <laughs> Star Is Born. Really, Star's these born. which should not win adapted screenplay. I think so. No. I'm sure one of these others is more worthy i i just hey just want to take another look at you all you gotta do is trust me i I think like you can do better yeah um animated feature i've seen three of these i've seen one i know i'm supposed to say spider-man for this i thought that movie was fine i just didn't think it was all that great i didn't like the animation style personally hmm Hmm. wasn't transcendent for you huh i mean i don't know of of the movies i've seen here i'd probably give it the slight edge over isle of dogs i guess i didn't think incredibles 2 was very good hmm. i mean i like isle of dogs i just don't think it's uh an oscar winner i mean i, I guess i my my estimation of it has risen since the last time we spoke about the podcast for sure but i don't know if it's that high so director I assume it's down to two for you here. Uh, well, it's not Adam McKay, and I haven't seen Cold War. Um, I don't know. Can you go wrong with Koran? You can't go wrong, but I I feel like you can go more right. Do you um, think uh, Yorgos? It's tough because I haven't seen Black Clansman, so I really can't say. I mean, I it's this is one of the things where like. I'd be happy if Spike Lee won Best Director, even though from what I've read, Black Klansman isn't his best movie. It'd still mm. be like it's like when Departed won. You know, you're like, okay, that's fine. Mm. Um, yeah, I just watched The Lobster the other day too. Speaking of Yorgos, there. Yeah, it's a movie. <laughs> it's an okay. interesting film. Um, I don't know. Is the directing the best part of the favorite? No, <laughs> this is why I think I think you can't go wrong with Koran. Uh, the favorite is it's an interesting movie to dissect what works. <laughs> it's not that it's bad direction. I mean, uh, I, I don't know. The, technically, Roma has incredible direction. I just didn't find it. I feel like it never got to like never found the heart there. You know, like it mm. was it was so detached in everything mm-hmm. that. It was like it's just relying on you entirely to to really care about this character and when what she's going through, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, everyone. Is this good content? I don't. I don't, I don't see know. how it could be. Um. So I think so it, they might sure. have stopped listening. You know, like oh, twenty minutes sure. ago. They for sure stopped listening. Um. So I. I mean, I think best picture. Is gonna, I'm going to go with the favorite. 
that was my favorite. Um, yeah, having only seen some of these movies, I just man, if Bohemian Rhapsody wins, I'm gonna fucking puke. I I don't I can't I I feel like the backlash is too strong, and it's it's deserved this time for sure. Yeah, I just worry that like I don't know. Sometimes Hollywood just likes rewarding movies that make a lot of money, you know. But probably not Black Panther. So uh, just checking the internet. Liz, if you're listening, you just tweeted about us recording closer after uh, Eternal Sunshine. Mm. Yeah, I'm glad we can uh, (laughs) ruin people's lives with that. Um, So speaking of tweets, I have a follow-up for you. Okay. Because people want to know more about Mm -hmm. Ben James, yeah? So let's talk about the the film fest that that plays whenever you have – all the people over at your place. What are the 10 different movies that, that the first five minutes of will be playing? I am dying to know about this. It's not like, it's not always the same movies. It's, I don't know. Sometimes okay. I'll is see it, a movie and I'll be like, cater to the individual or just how you're feeling. It's just how I'm feeling. You know? Okay. If you're feeling saucy, you're just like, I'm here's just excited about movies. I want to show people the interest in movies. You're like, Hey, look at me. This, this is what passes for taste. I'm going to show you five minutes of movies. Does, uh, you're not showing um, – oh, what's the one we talked about the other day? Um, fuck. You're not showing that Christopher McQuarrie movie, are you? <laughs> Way of the Gun. Yeah. Uh, no. No, I'm not showing any because uh, they don't want to see him. Um, so uh, best uh, best picture real quick. Like I'm trying to yeah. think like top three here. I'd go favorite. Romo. I guess. I don't know. I like. I know it was like a controversy when Black Panther got nominated, kind of because it. it's a comic book movie. But like, I look at this list and I'm like, I think it might be the fourth best movie at at least. You know, I would be so thrilled to see that cast and that crew up there on that stage winning that award in 2019. I'd, I'd fucking love it. Like, I don't know. Like, I think in my mind, I'm always like any comic book movie. I'm like, eh, does that really belong Best Picture? But then I look at this list and I'm like. Vice, no. Stars Born, no. Bohemian Rhapsody, no. Like all of a sudden, Black Panther is like pretty high up on the list. Also, this is this is maybe controversial. I don't usually say controversial things. He's a shitty guy, but is it weird that I like Jackson Maine more than Bradley Cooper? Um, I don't know why. I don't know. I just (laughs) like if that was just like Bradley Cooper's new affect, I feel like I'd I'd pay a little more attention. Okay. Eh, yeah i'm kooky i'm wacko um yeah, yeah i mean i think i'm just vice, gonna root for not just insulting yourself not vice not bohemian rhapsody not green book that's, that's what i'm rooting for pretty much <laughs> like i feel like adam mckay is like do i even need to show up <laughs> yeah <laughs> didn't he get like a director nod right was he in director <sighs> yeah, yeah. He, uh, what the fuck jesus well, it's wild that the guy who's nominated for Best Director for Cold War, and Cold War's not in the Best Picture category. I mean, I know that happens, but it's weird, I guess, sometimes. Anyway, I think we've bored people enough with our Oscar non-predictions. So there you go. I won't even be watching, so yeah, long episode after all. There you go. Cool. Mm-hmm. So, I know you're excited. dun 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 drum roll. Yeah, I've never, is- I've never seen our next movie. You've never seen I, it? I, I've just heard bad things about you, it. <laughs> you've been so militant to watch this movie? 
I've just heard the, how rough it is. And so I was like, well, that's got to be the last one we do. Jesus Christ. <laughs> a 25 minute episode. Really? Uh, it's just there's not a lot to talk about. Hmm. Well, it's that's p- that's why I was kind of perplexed. I mean, it's it's all super. I mean, it's uh, it's kind of rough, but like. I mean, oh. do you like Cunnilingus? Do you want to watch that for a while? We should say what we're happen. doing is Blue Valentine. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Jesus well. Christ. Yeah. High Fidelity is looking a lot better now, isn't it? No, if we were going to do one, it'd be 500 Days of Summer, not High Fidelity. Oh, you're crazy. Not that that's a bad movie at all. I, 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 I'm it like, fits with the theme. High Fidelity is very romantic. It's ah, not the theme we're going for. In our in our month of love and romance, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. How's, how's that going, everybody? How's that bitter <laughs> pill? So yeah, Blue Valentine. That's Gosling, right? That's Gosling. Yeah, Gosling and Gosling's hairline. And and Jen from Dawson's Creek. Yeah, Jen from Dawson's Creek who went on to do nothing else. <laughs> okay, wow, this is going to be we'll something. S- we'll see how I like it. Yeah, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Have you seen it like a lot or just once? I saw it one time. Okay. I said, oh, that's a movie. All I right. think Peanut told me, oh, you should watch this. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Oh, good. Classic Peanut dry wit. That sounds fun. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll be back with Blue Valentine. Wrapping Blue up our romance month. Yeah. Until then, have a good one. Peace. Bye. Bye.